0: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, maybe like the Bruce Cruz podcast, then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of To The Turnbuckle. As always, we are proudly presented by Bruger Nation Productions, and we are proud to be here on Heel Turn Wrestling. I'm Logan Morrison. Alongside me, inside the studio, is the man that makes it all happen. He puts the produce in producer. He is macho. He is humble. He is quiet. And he is ready to rumble. I can promise you this. He guards the yard. He never gives up. He does the work. I'm talking about Travis, Gnarly Napper. How are you, buddy? What's
2: up, everybody? Oh, yeah. Feeling real good. Feeling a lot better than I did yesterday trying to produce that red flag show. So, thankfully, technology loves me today. So, we're going to have a good show. Looking today, forward to it. Technology loves you, and
1: we're good to go. Um uh and before i go any further uh, we have to introduce uh the father of the year <laughs> it gets more pushes than a giant eagle shopping cart or any shopping cart for that matter you can get a jacket that says that by the way and uh the man yes, that is my fa- my favorite minister i of course am talking about one jason mccarthy senior how are you sir i am
0: great man how are you guys
1: doing doing pretty good uh, we are doing quite well. Great to be back with you. Of course, you are the leader of Bruiser Nation. My main man, Jason Magdaddy McCarthy, uh, stiffest worker in the room. All right, we got to get started. Uh, I do want to quickly acknowledge that, look, we, prob- we know that there's other things on your mind as far as what's going on in the world right now. But uh, we are here to uh, talk wrestling, and we'll do that, and hopefully we entertain you uh, during that process. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So last week, I believe it was last Thursday. Uh, pardon me if that date is incorrect. WWE released 10 superstars. Let me list them all for you. Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. So that, to my knowledge, that is all the names that lost their job, unfortunately, last week. I want to start with you, Mr. Napper, on this one. Because, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, I wonder why. um, Well, I'm not going to make private chats public. That's not right. But I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on these releases uh, that are very unfortunate? I want to add.
2: I am frustrated. Very frustrated. Really, budget cuts. That—that's the lie we're telling ourselves now. Is budget cuts. Made a billion dollars off Peacock. Just had fans at WrestleMania, so you made profit there. But we have budget cuts. Now, I get it. They're still not doing house shows. They're still not doing fan-involved Raw and SmackDown. So there is some loss there. You're still making money off TV revenue. You're still making money off merch. You're still making money off pick a thing budget cuts really and it's frustrating because of the names that they've released and i mean let's just go down the list samoa joe yeah i know there's this big thing back and forth with whether or not he was cleared to wrestle they didn't want to clear him potentially even if that was the case you still had a very good wrestler on commentary now if he didn't want to do commentary and he wanted to, to wrestle and maybe that's the discussion that they had fine I, I'm, I can't say anything at that point um, but if that wasn't the case and he still would have had no problems commentating why not keep him on commentary he's probably one of the better commentators that you've had the biggest problem with commentary right now these days is they don't have a lot of established guys As commentators, you have Corey. Corey Graves is the only one that's kind of the exception is because, yeah, he didn't have a long standing career in the WWE or in wrestling in general because he got hurt at a young age. But he still picked up the wrestling and still picked it up very, very well. Byron Saxton is not that guy. Uh, Tom Phillips is not that guy, which is probably why he's not with them right now. Adnan is obviously not going to be that guy. Pat McAfee is obviously not going to be that guy. They don't have any established wrestlers to help that product. So I think it's a mistake to let him go. The Iconics, we broke them up, tried to give them to do their own thing. Barely. You put Billy Kay on TV, maybe once for 10 seconds. And she was probably the most over thing, but we're going to fire her. Okay. That makes sense. Peyton Royce. Asked for an asked for a opportunity, got it, and probably had the best damn match any of the women have had in the last I don't know five months. It makes no sense, Mickey James, valued member of the veteran a veteran member of the women's roster. Why do we keep letting these women go? You have no problem keeping veteran guys on the roster, but have very little to give when it comes to the women wrestlers. Now, she wants to go and be with her husband, fine. I will accept that. But it makes me cringe every time they release a veteran woman on the division because they feel like they can help the brand and they're not giving them opportunity. Jesse Green, they did nothing with. Tucker, they did nothing with, especially after they made him turn on his best friend and had a storyline there. But hey, let's not use that. Kalisto, I have no idea why he was never used because they had a cruiserweight division that they could have easily stuck him back into that he actually made pretty damn famous Mojo Rawley I'm actually surprised he lasted this long because they still did nothing with him Bo Dallas we've been talking on this show for weeks that they could have done something with Bo Dallas and his brother who is the most over person and probably in WWE right now as the fiend we all were questioning actually if it was him as the fiend over the last couple of weeks they had a storyline there why get rid of him I have no idea. And then Wesley Blake, same thing. They've not been doing anything with him ever since they made him Corbin's lap dog. It's just frustrating because at some point, why you have three brands, four really, if you really want to be, if you really want to count, well, actually five, if you want to count 205 live, but NXT UK and NXT and Raw and SmackDown, you have five brands. You still tell me you cannot find places and things for these people to do on a daily basis. It's ridiculous.
1: I hear, you. I hear you. Let's go to McCarthy. McCarthy,
0: what are your thoughts, buddy? All right. So before we do a deep dive into my personal thoughts and feelings on this situation, we did see a lot of the people that got released last year, you know, find a better situation because, you know, all of us would love to be sitting on the couch at home collecting a check. But at the same time, wrestlers are wrestlers. They don't want to sit on the couch. They want to wrestle. They want to be a part of the show and help the brand grow. However, as Travis so eloquently said, budget cuts. Are you freaking kidding me? Budget cuts? Less than a month and a half ago, Peacock paid you a billion dollars for your network. Yeah, there's no house shows. But that also means you're not renting venues. So that's kind of a give and take. You're not really losing as much money as you think because you don't have to rent the venue six months out of the year. Um, and, you know, if they asked for their release, which it doesn't sound like it because a lot of these guys were professional. Not only you cannot find asked, places. and in- You know, they said online and on Twitter, thank you for the opportunity, blah, 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 the, the standard answer. So, The Twitterverse doesn't explode on them for heaven forbid trashing a company that so callously fires you while making record profits. And Travis alluded to this earlier. They don't just have five. NXT Indy is coming. So that's six. They have the deepest roster of any professional wrestling company on this planet. And they can't figure out how to use people. They split up the Iconics for what? They didn't have a plan. And now they're both out of work. Same with Heavy Machinery. Now Tucker's out of work. Because they didn't have a plan. And the plan was smacking them in the frickin' face. This is my issue. And always has been for a long time. With WWE. I do still watch some of their product. But this crap is gross. And it's not just them. This is a corporate America thing. We will get rid of the little guy instead of sacrificing a bonus or two to keep people employed. And another reason why I stand firm with my love of AEW. Tony Khan has released very few people and most of it was because they couldn't get to shows because of quarantine situations. He has created two profits. channels on and YouTube to, this to keep independent up. guys and girls working. Vince McMahon's worried about his bonus and his shareholders bonuses and 10 dudes and five women on the roster. Everybody else is interchangeable and he could care less about them. And it shows with how he does business. Well, um, there's a lot to look into here. Um,
1: Look, I think when people lose their job, that sucks. Genuinely, I do. But as a Samoa Joe fan, I'm excited about this. Like, does it suck he lost his job? Yes. But he's 42 years old. So if Vince and Samoa Joe have a difference of opinion, like Macho Man did in 93, good. Cut him. Good. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Is it good he lost his job? No. Is budget cuts a BS lie? Absolutely it is. Uh, no question. Now, I was appalled uh, at last year's Black Wednesday releases. We, we saw me go on what I think was one of my greatest rants in the history of this show. Uh, I'm not necessarily appalled by these because the unfortunate part of the this business, especially, and McCarthy knows this and Napper knows this, is, there's so much turnover. The reason that the stings and the takers and the HBKs are so rare is because you don't have a guy that wrestles 30 years with one company or 25 years with one company or stays with a company till they go under. It just doesn't happen because it is a cruel ass business. And hopefully the cons are helping change that. But this business has been cruel for a long time. But as a Samoa Joe fan, I'm excited about this because if they, if Vince doesn't want to clear him or doesn't think he has value in the ring or whatever it may be, I don't know. I'm not privy to those discussions, but it's exciting that, hey, he could go to AEW and there's already a story with Taz. He worked with him in TNA, or he could go back to Impact Wrestling, which he's always an Impact guy. That would be a big time move, or the NWA could gladly use him. His best years are ahead of him. He's just 42. And as we know, primes in wrestling are a little later than Traditional athletes. Her ring of honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Absolutely. We (laughs) have seen we've seen Matt Cordona go to Impact Wrestling and Thrive. Brian Meyer, same thing. Mike Bennett went to Ring of Honor and thrived. Eric Young. Eric Young has gone to Impact Wrestling and thrived. So am I upset at these releases? No. Am I upset at the BS excuse? Of course, but I guess there's got to be one because you can't technically just fire somebody. The one release that does upset me, that I, I am appalled by, and I'm, I'm never going to question my fandom, but that I have to call out, is Billy Kay. Why? Because the rumor is, the, the, this is just rumor and innuendo, as our good friend Conrad Thompson would say, that Kevin Dunn, uh, who has pr- been the chief TV producer for WWE for years, uh, you know, since you said, hey, I think she's got a ceiling, she can only go so far. And I think that is absolute bull. Be, because whether he's right or not, Kevin Dunn, here's a history lesson, folks. Kevin Dunn is a TV producer. That's what he wants to be. He doesn't consider WWE to be wrestling. He's the guy that convinced the creative team and said, well, no one's going to know who Terry Funk is. Let's just call him Chainsaw Charlie. Or no one's going to know who Vader is when when Jim Cornette starts talking about Vader. You know, that's the kind of guy that Kevin Dunn is. He has no value for old school wrestling. Matter of fact, he argued with Jim Cornette quite often about we're not wrestling corny. And say what you want about Jim Cornette. He's hateful and he's wrong in a lot of that. But the one thing he is, is honest. So I believe him when he says, well, Kevin Dunn told me this and Kevin Dunn told me that. We've never called Jim Cornette a liar. We can call him hateful, we can say he goes too far, we can say he's out of touch, we can say he's stuck in a different era. We cannot say he's dishonest. He tells his opinion as he sees it. And the reason the release appalls me is because Kevin Dunn is a damn good TV producer, and for the most part, the WWE production value in the last 30 years has outpaced the field as far as wrestling goes. But Kevin Dunn is just that. He is a TV producer, Vince McMahon owns said company, therefore it's his right to release whomever. But when a, when a, when a glad handing yes man like Kevin Dunn gets in the head of Vince or whomever and gives his BS opinion, when he's never even so much as worked at angle, not taking a bump, hasn't worked at angle, has never appeared on TV, doesn't, wants to be a reality TV producer. That's why you have total bellas and Miz and he doesn't value wrestling. I can live with Vince making a decision I don't like, because at least I can say this. Vince McMahon, literally, if everybody walked out on him tomorrow, you know what he'd say? Guess what, Paul, me and you in the main event tomorrow night. At least he would do that. Kevin Dunn has never worked an Angle. He has never taken a bump. Kevin Dunn, if that rumor is true, needs to be given his severance package, because guess what? His production value should be respected. People always say, well, when Vince McMahon's gone, he might be a better product. I don't believe that. But if we got away from the glad handing yes man like Kevin, down to get in his head, and and steer him the wrong direction, because obviously he's going to value him. it's been his friend for thirty years. That's the problem: is those guys get in his head and go, "Well, this guy." No, when you're when you are, it's one thing for a Hogan or a Cena or whomever, because every top star has done some politicking, whether it be ranging from Hogan doing it ridiculously to Cena to reportedly very little. At least those are guys that are competing for a spot. As a TV producer, as a writer, as a head of creative, you should want every member of that roster to succeed because guess what? That's more money for your freaking family. And so that is the release that upsets me because that was reportedly done because Kevin Dunn, who has never worked an angle, not on the creative team, he doesn't take a bump, he is the television producer, and he's done that well, right? We agree on that. But that's what pisses me off. When someone that doesn't take a bump and doesn't own the company and hasn't ever worked an angle and never been on TV doesn't know the first thing about a, about a wrist lock, let alone a wrist watch, wants to say, well, Billy Kay's got a ceiling. What the hell do you know, Kevin Dunn? I, honest to God, I wouldn't trust his wrestling opinion if his tongue was notarized.
2: Well, like back to the, like, the Peyton Royce thing, too, as well. We broke these women up as a tag team for what well, purpose? What we and not only that, here let's rub salt in the wound because guess what we're gonna do? You know, NXT, we're gonna give them a women's tag title because we already don't respect the other one. Let's throw another one in there because we love women's tag team wrestling, right? Right? Well, Even though we just broke up probably our most over women's tag team in the history of our business, look, uh, and let's just let them. The reality
1: go. is, cuts are going to happen,
2: but when I hear about
1: stories of People like Kevin Dunn got in Vince's ear. That's what pisses me off. Not that people, yes, BS budget cuts are a problem. I hear McCarthy, you, I understand that he goes out and he busts his ass for a living in a different way than I could ever understand, so he has a different view, as do you. And so I understand that I really can't understand that. I just know that, well, it's a pretty rare thing for people to last a long time in wrestling because at least with one company. Uh, and so I kind of chalk it up to that's just the way it is. But when I hear these BS stories about someone like Kevin Dunn, who has never even remotely worked a hold, wants to say so and so's got a ceiling, it is time for that person to step aside after 30 great years. To tell he needs his severance package, he needs his retirement. Because if you are going to undercut the knees, I wish I could say something else. If you are going to undercut the knees. Of people that, again, it's one thing for a Hogan to do it, or a Cena to do it, or if a Jericho did it, or a Lesnar did it. Those are boys that work, and guess what? It is a competition. When you're the producer, why wouldn't you want everyone to get over? What sense does that make? What sense does that make? Oh, I didn't, I might have stopped this woman from becoming not necessarily a, uh, you know, I'm not going to say she's the next Becky Lynch. But I, I might have taken some food off my own table because the success of that company is the success of me. It's the equivalent of, like, rooting for a president to fail. It's just stupid. Um, it's just uh, – I, I, I am appalled by that. I, again, I'm not upset that people get – like, Samoa Joe, it, again – He's forty two. Let him go somewhere else. If he's not going to used properly, yeah, she's a great commentator. But at this stage, that's a waste of him. He's Samoa Joe. Like, go watch his old Impact stuff on Impact Plus. He's he could be a legitimate ass kicker. Uh, you can make an argument. He should have won a Great Balls of Fire against Brock Lesnar. Billy Kay upsets me. Peyton Royce, she's going to land fine. She she's got she's got Sean Spears, uh, you know, over at uh, AEW. Mickey James is. It, yeah, I, I understand that she wanted to wrestle. They probably they do phase out women for the most part, and it's there's a fine line there because if you want younger, the reality is women are held unfair standards. Hell, the whole roster is getting held unfair standards. So uh, I understand Chelsea Green's a surprise, but again, she's going to land fine. Matt Cardona is in Impact Wrestling. Her, I don't know if they're married or not. They are now they're dating, at least. Uh, Tucker, question mark, but again, he could be somewhere. Kalisto could help many companies. He could go to AAA right now. And Bo Dallas hasn't been used for two years, so how are we really going to complain that he's now out of catering? Some of these releases, I get, I understand. That's the way of the business, and it's a cruel part of the business. There's going to come a day where Tony Khan has to start cutting people if he keeps spinning like he is. That's the truth. If he keeps spinning like he is, and, uh, he's going to have to start cutting people at some point. Now, is he going to be the morally bankrupt Vince McMahon that, that, that cares about profit overall? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's who he is. Thank God. Uh, but at some point, there's going to be some unpopular releases in AEW because that's just the way of this business. And if he and if I'm wrong, if I, in, in two to three years if we haven't seen that yet, I'll be the first to say, "Well, Tony Khan's keeping nobody employed." But. Uh, that that's just the way it is. But the Billy K one really does upset me. Uh big Stevie C making some comments there Do appreciate you watching. Uh, again, budget cuts is BS. You could just say, Hey, we got nothing for you. We don't see a whole lot in you, which would I prefer. I'd prefer them to say, Hey, we just don't think you're that good because at least that's honest. Cause clearly you don't, I wish they would call these guys up and go, Hey, we just don't think you're that good because at least that's honest. But budget cuts, and then there was a rumor that, according to Uncle Dave, DM Dave Meltzer, uh that said certain wrestlers were complaining about their booking, which is why a few of them got shown the door, uh, or lack of booking, I should say. You know, I don't, I don't. That's kind of sucky. But again, if they're that, if they're unhappy and they don't see anything for them, for most of these guys, this is the best thing. One year ago, this sucked and it was atrocious and it was awful. Well, we've seen all those guys for the most part land on their feet and do well and make a name, or, or reestablish their name, I should say. I know this sucks. I know it's more to bankrupt, but let's look at his wrestling fans for a second. Samoa Joe is going to go somewhere and kick some serious ass. And how badass is that going to be, assuming he's able to stay healthy? Think about how great uh, Chelsea Green could, could be and, and was in Impact Wrestling as Laurel Van Ness. Think about how great Bo Dallas could be or Kalisto. You think, about how, think about how he could help. The let's call it the cruiserweight division of AEW. Think about about him in there with the Young Bucks or Death Triangle. These are cool-ass matches. So, yes, it sucks. It's morally bankrupt. It's wrong. But as a fan, this is exciting. All right, let's move on to SmackDown. I think I've said enough of that. Kevin Dunn, if that rumor is true, you can go to hell, and you should retire today. You should retire today. You should be given a severance package. No doubt, he did great work for a long, long time. Absolutely, he does great work. Much of the production value you see is with Kevin Dunn's either eye itself or his influence. But you, you don't have any single right to give comment on talent because you are not that. You know, it's one thing when Vince does it. At, because at least, at least, like I said, at least my, my closing thought is at least if, if everybody quit on Vince today, you know that he would go, all right, Paul, we're main eventing, pal. And he'd get in there, and he'd get his ass kicked. Kevin Dunn won't do that. So Kevin Dunn needs to shut his pie hole. Um, <clears throat> all right. WWE SmackDown. Let's talk about Cesaro. He appears maybe to be the next challenger for, for the head of the table. Mr. Acknowledged Me. Uh, Roman Reigns. Apparently, Roman Reigns wasn't acknowledged a whole lot as a child. Um, I understand being in that family with Dwayne. Uh but then Seth Rollins gets involved and still says, "Hey, this sucker ain't over." By the way, how about the drip Seth Rollins is showing lately with these new suits and turtlenecks? What I like the sharp dressness of this man. GZ Top would be proud. Uh, Mister McCarthy, I know you're, a, I know you're a Cesaro guy. Uh, so is he the next challenger for uh, the man formerly known as the Big Dog, uh, or is Seth Rollins going to afford that? What's going on?
0: I think right now, Seth Rollins is going to thwart it. I think we're going to get us another triple threat on our hands, to be completely honest. Because, you know, as we all know, normally WrestleMania ends feuds. Right. I think that's my biggest issue right now with this whole situation. I fully enjoyed Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Sure. But WrestleMania traditionally ends or begins feuds. It should it should never continue them. They touted it as a new season and anything can happen and blah, 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 blah. But then you turn around and you're going to keep Cesaro and Seth Rollins together. Am I going to complain if they have more singles matches? Not really. But did we really need to do it a week and a half out of WrestleMania when that, they had that huge blow-off match at WrestleMania? Yeah, they had one I- of the best matches on the card separate him for three it's months. Ju-
1: like It feels like the WWE offseason creatively has gone into high gear Uh, for me. What about you, Napper?
2: What do you think of all this? Yeah, I have to agree with McCarthy that I think this is kind of weird how this is continuing, because to be honest, a majority of the feud's Well, actually, I can't even say that. I was going to say a majority of the feuds have ended, but really not a lot of them really have. have. None of them have. The only one that really – the one that I thought of off the top of my head was Sheamus and Riddle. That kind of ended. Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, Braun and
2: Shane have ended. Sheamus and Riddle have ended. The Fiend and and – Did Bianca and Sasha end? Ish. ish so far, but like Drew continued and Bobby, like the Fiend
0: and Randy, maybe sort of. Uh, this, this I think the biggest one that has a chance to really end like, is Sasha and Bianca ish. Belair because rumor is two, three, the head baddie in charge is moving to SmackDown. What'd you say, Jason? Bia- <sighs> the head baddie in charge is moving to SmackDown, so that gives Bianca a new challenger right there. Well, because if anybody's ready for a title program. It's the head baddie in charge.
1: I know, but is she going to be Mia Yim or is she going to be Reckoning?
0: She should be Mia Yim. I know the Reckoning guys dismasked the other day, well, yesterday. I, I, I know, but he, they're still known as Mason T
1: Bar as we currently speak. Oh, of course they are. Stupid Mason T Bar. Um, Mason T Bar. Even after
2: they, <laughs> even after <laughs> they unmasked, I nobody know nobody recognized them. Like, yeah, nope. Dominic to like deal, he was on road for six months. What the hell? I get it with you, okay? Maybe, sort of. I don't know. (laughs) He insults my
1: intelligence as a viewer. I do not get it. I don't understand it. Someone needs to show Vince and Pritchard the old attitude error promo that Vince cut saying, we're done insulting your intelligence. That is Dominic Dijakovic, and I know it. Don't tell me it's not. You're literally peeing on my face, and you're like, hey, that is just God's natural rain, pal. That is God's natural rain. No, I'm not urinating on your face. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous the way they insult the intelligence.
2: It's a phrase I never thought I'd hear on this show.
1: I know,
0: Uh, that's classic.
1: So, so, new t-shirt. God's natural uh, rain.
0: That should go on the intro, too. Did you say, Jason? That should go on the intro during the splash page. Yeah. Yeah. God's natural rain.
1: Have you had some fluids? <laughs> Welcome to God's Natural Rain Brought to you by To The Turnbuckle
2: But I'm trying to get back To what we were talking about before I kind of do like The idea of the triple threat If that's where we go Why?
1: It, Why do you like that?
2: We just saw one. Because it's a good main event. It would be a good match. And there's potential there. We all talked about it before Mania led up to it, that potentially Seth Rollins, and this was before Christian debuted in AEW, but we all talked about a scenario where maybe Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns get back together as a pseudo-shield. Maybe that's the storyline here, and we have the triple threat, but it results in them ganging up on Cesaro, and now we have a new shield. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want a new shield, Seth. I, it wouldn't be a shield, but you get my point.
1: I don't I don't want some cheap off brand shield. I don't want it any... No. Seth Rollins is good enough to be on his own, and I'll embrace that vision all day long. You not- need to
2: acknowledge them and embrace the vision, damn it. No, I will embrace the vision, but I will not acknowledge it.
0: That would, like, defeat the purpose of the past year of Seth Rollins' character. Well, that
1: would be not
0: not surprising at all to see Vince McMahon do that,
1: would it now? Well, you're not
0: (laughs) wrong, but it doesn't make it any less egregious if they did it.
1: Uh, Look, I'm not saying it wouldn't be egregious. The whole product
0: is egregious. (laughs) This whole show is egregious. Four. We're up to four, I think.
1: Look, the product is a the pro Okay, I don't know what that beep is, but it's pretty egregious. Calm yourself, all right. You stress <laughs> so those. My man. Man. All right. All right. Uh, look, I don't know what the future holds, but yeah, would a triple threat be a good match? Absolutely. But it's like they literally sell you a pay per view called WrestleMania Backlash, which is essentially going. We have no other ideas at least until Money in the Bank. So watch this crap we just did. And you know what? My my dumbass will sit there and watch this crap they just did.
2: They shouldn't have got rid of Retribution because they could have called it WrestleMania Retribution.
0: Well, you just gave yeah because the they pay-per-view. pushed Retribution so hard say, to be just, able to just, have a pay per view named the after pay-per-view. them.
1: That's gonna be WrestleMania Retribution, the new pay per view in June, pal. Money in the bank will be in July. Look, I I I just <sighs> You just. The problem with this booking is, is if it's the middle of the year, it's not too bad. But because it's coming off WrestleMania, you're like, what in the blue muck did we just watch WrestleMania for? I just watched two at nights of wrestling for what? But because like if this was Hell in a Cell time, like building to Survivor Series, we really can't complain. <laughs> like that's pretty solid, respectable booking for the most part by today's low, low standards. And when I say low, low standards, I mean like Hornswoggle height. Um, and see what I did there. Hornswoggle height, low standards. Uh, but because we're coming off WrestleMania, we all, the three of us, and probably Ryan too, uh sit there and go, "Why are we doing this? What in the blue hell?" The like tight Vince went, "Yeah, we'll just do it again, pal." Like if your creative team is that fatigued, get new creative team members. That's that's my thought. All right, Apollo Crews and here comes more insulting of thy intelligence introduces the dangerous commander. Help me with that name, Ed, brother. Go ahead.
2: I believe it's
1: Aziz. It's Aziz. You know who he was? Davo Kato. All underground. That, that third hours that was supposed to fix the role issue. Davo Kato. We can't even... It was like six months! <laughs> it's kind of funny when Omos was the big ninja and then the security guy. Fine, <laughs> uh, whatever. But Commander Aziz, which is a stupid-ass name, uh I guess it's not worse than Davikato, but
2: there's always Isaac Yankem.
1: McCarthy, you've been watching WWE longer than I've been alive. Um so explain to me Usually I'm explaining Vince's logic to you because I'm a I'm a I'm a stupid yes man. Uh but Explain to me why Vince continues to do this. And obviously, it's my, it might be Pritchard that just tells him and he goes, yeah, it's fine. But either way, he proves it all. Explain to me why Davicato is not Davicato anymore. Why does this continue to happen? And it's not like it's been a few years. It's been like not even quite a year. Why does this happen? You tell me, McCarthy. Explain it to me before I have a stroke. Do you love me? Let's find out.
0: Well, so here, here's the problem. It's not that they've changed characters and names because it's wrestling. It happens. Sometimes you need a repackage. Sometimes your original name and character just don't work. Um, However, it's been, what, five, six, seven years since they let somebody explain why. I will be now known as this. Apollo Crews got to. But that's it. Like, give Dabakato a microphone for 35 seconds and let him tell us what the hell's going on. They used to tell us. Even when it was like, heel, like a, a face turned to a heel turn. They used to tell us. Now, if you're not a top five guy in Vince's company, it's just, oh, well, you're going to change and uh, they'll accept it eventually kind of a thing. Yeah. They stopped giving us a story behind it.
1: Which is what he always used to pride himself on, being able to tell stories. Because he didn't want to just—if you look at old interviews—he's like, "I don't want to watch wrestlers wrestle just for whatever reason." He used to pride himself on the storytelling aspect. And where the hell is that, Vince? Where the hell is that? Where is that now? Uh, what are your thoughts on on that, Napper? Why does this keep happening? Why does this? Why do we keep getting
2: insulted like this? Cause we're stupid. It's literally—it's literally. I'm just it's kidding.
1: It's the wrestling version of gaslight, and that is not fabricated. <laughs> That is not Damakado. Okay,
2: I don't know. I still don't know why it's T-bar and Mace! Like, at least, same thing what he just said. Could they please at least let them speak and explain to us why they changed their names? Like and, plus, like, and acknowledge them as, hey, we were formerly this, but now we're this. I would have been totally fine with that. But no, we just threw them out there and said, that's T-Bar, that's Mace. No, I'm not stupid. I can see within a mask that yes. that is Dijakovic yeah. and madden it's like yeah, i, I if you, why if you're gonna go with that then you need, you
1: need to go with
2: bigger like and the most insulting I mean, one was mia yim like come on seriously we, we just that. saw her like a week ago yeah. don't try to bs us and then plus, like recognize- i don't recognize the hair <laughs> like then she had her mask taken off and that's still not her that's reggie that's reckoning
1: like plus they, they even if you wanted to go with the mask theory it's the BS Bane mask. You can see three-fourths of the <laughs> face. Like, it's not a full-fledged game. You know, then, all right, I can kind of play along. Well,
2: and they tried to mes- mess that up with, like, face paint. It's like, nope, still know it's him. <laughs> like, especially with well, especially with me, Yim. Like, I'm sorry. I still know that's medium. Try again.
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't understand
0: it, pal. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, even, uh, like, like, like T-bar is a, a simple to- one. I'm tired of this crap. I don't want my name associated with it. There was this bar that I'm that used to be called the T-Bar, and I'm going to give them some promos and some notoriety to help their business. Like something as dumb as that. At least it is, it's an explanation behind a change.
1: What the hell am I? Reckoning
0: could have been, I'm going to make everybody feel my reckoning. And that's. It, Stupid, yes, of course, because I came up with it in 10 seconds, but it's better than nothing.
1: Nothing.
2: Ooh. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a little Stop hot. Stop it, Travis. Uh, I'm trying. Kevin
1: Owens <laughs> defeated Sami Zayn via countout. So again, we just keep going. And I know I said, well, hey, the bright side about wrestling is it keeps going. I meant with different storylines, people. I meant the product keeps going. They must have heard me. Yeah, we'll just keep going. We'll just, just keep on doing it. SummerSlam. And then we'll do it again for next rest Well,
2: we used to have a draft where that changed everything, but now we've moved that to, like, October.
1: October. October. Uh, wait till October, pal. Uh, any thoughts on Kevin Owens defeating James a via count on Mr. McCarthy?
0: Not really.
1: Cool. Uh, I'd rather have
0: remember? a definitive, like, end to this, too, because, like, They've been wrestling each other for years throughout NXT and Raw and SmackDown. Like It was nice to see them go toe-to-toe again, but it doesn't need to be an extended program. We all know their history. Unless it's going to be for the title, keep them apart a little bit, please. And it's not like they're
2: really reinventing it. They're not really adding in any new real twists. So, it's kind of becoming stale because they're not changing anything really up. Okay, Sami Zayn is a little deranged. Cool. That's really not that much of a change. Like, you still kind of turned on each other as best friends. Like you still got the same theme song. Yeah, so. (laughs) Which I'll never understand. I mean, I'll never understand. Like, he turned heel, but we're not going to give him a new theme song, new video package. Nothing. He's just still Sami Zayn. Nothing. Well, I,
1: I don't know. I don't, uh, how about this? Pat McAfee joined the SmackDown team. Yes. I'm a little disappointed by this. Let me tell you why. I wanted to see Pat McAfee back in the wrestling ring. I, I wanted. To, I wanted to see him continue this thing down in NXT. Uh, McCarthy, thoughts on Pat McAfee?
0: Um, would they probably pay him millions of dollars while releasing everyone else? Oh.
1: All right, so Because
0: you- I mean that was that that was part of it too. I mean, like Chris Brown said, like they were paying all these guys, you know, celebrities and everybody else, all kinds of money, no problem. But then once WrestleMania is over, bye. Oh yeah, you've been with us forever. There's no loyalty in wrestling. Who cares? Good luck, and they, and it's and they all got future endeavored. Every single one of them.
2: And to rub salt in the wound, we're gonna promote this guy's tour because yeah al talking about raw but yeah
1: like Monday night um,
2: yay
1: well, well I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know
2: I, I think it'll be good I I, I have more confidence know, think, in that one than I do the Adnan, Adnan Burke. yeah yeah
1: uh, I'm trying to with Adnan and, and both Pat. I'm trying to give it
0: some time. I think Adnan did better this week. I really so, uh, do. Well, and I think I think Pat's going to be great. I'm not trying to besmirch him for getting a job besmirch. that wasn't on him. He was chosen. He's already hard on himself, so I think there's the he's probably going to be a turn out to be a great commentator if he's that hard on himself already.
1: Look, I- I think I, I do. I think he's going to be
0: great. I think Adnan
1: Verk is going to get better because Adnan is good at everything he does. Maybe wrestle. We'll see if we'll see if he's the next Mike Lee, and we'll see if he can be more. Uh, so we, we shall see. Uh, if he's somewhere in between, he'll be doing all right. Uh, look, yeah, you got to give him some time. I understand what Vince is trying to do. Uh, try to give a little credibility to the product. You know, Pat McAfee's a big star. ESPN got the show. Of course, he's a Super Bowl punter. Uh, Adanberg, same thing. Worked at ESPN. Now works at Moby Network. You're trying to give a little, uh, a little more authentic feel and credibility to the product. I get it. I'm going to give it some time before I come for their heads, like most of the IWC is doing. You think you could really do a better job? Honestly,
2: most of you basement dwellers. Well, and that's that's why I brought up the point about Byron Saxton and you know Tom Phillips and some of the other people that they've put behind the desk. The, the last, I think, great commentary team they really had involved J, it was Cole, JBL, and I think at the time it was Booker T. But like anything that had JBL, Michael Cole in it, I thought was the best commentary they had. Why? Because they had a guy that can do the play by play fine and a guy that knew the business pretty damn well. That's the ideal commentary formula. <laughs> For anything, sports in general. So, and you know, no offense to Byron Saxton, I just he's a comedy act in that whole thing. If they would just have Adnan and Corey Graves, I actually think that would be better.
1: Uh, See, I think that right now you need Corey and Byron to do the comedy thing to hide by Adnan's limitations. Yeah, I think they need to do the whole shut up Saxton deal to, to hide the expectations. Corey Graves, right now, and again, just two weeks, so let's not. Let's not cut add in all to the head here. But it, it, uh, right now, Corey Graves is carrying that broadcast, absolutely carrying that broadcast. Uh, Byron Saxon is too, he's talking a lot for some more than he usually does. We'll see, we'll see how it all goes. All right, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick moment, we're gonna plug our merch. That's right, we have merch for sale. Uh, and, and we're, and McCarthy's gonna tell you all about it. Not live, McCarthy. It's a pre-recorded. Video. Yeah, not
2: again, McCarthy. <laughs> Come on, check your
1: rundown, Jesus.
0: Uh, <laughs> Look, I like to, I, 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 like to do plugs. Okay, it's first fun. of all,
1: that's inappropriate for this show. <laughs>
0: you keep that uh, or not? Uh, are we ready?
1: Oh, he meant.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it that way, not the other way, sir, because there's other ways to say it that are uh... egregious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. All
1: right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and plug this hole up here and play that plug.
0: Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit Productions.kinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's Productions.kinCustom.com. Dot com once again bruisernation productions.kincustom.com and remember Bruiser Nation stay good because I'm always good.
1: Back to the turnbuckle, and we want to thank both the McCarthy's for their fine work, uh, both, especially Junior, both father and Junior. Yes, uh, Junior is my favorite McCarthy.
0: Um, yeah, I yeah. don't blame him. Mine too.
1: Yeah, I mean, honest to God, you raised a much better kid than you are as a human being, so that says a lot about him. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Uh, that's it says, just it says a lot about him. All right. <laughs> I love you guys. All right. <laughs> A.W. Dynamite my boys. Uh, the Young Bucks defeated Death Triangle to retain those tag team championships. They even teased. They started cutting off their little... Uh, Mr. McCarthy, I know you got a whole lot to say here about the Young Bucks and getting a DUN done. Lay it on me.
0: But Okay, I will. Sounds yeah. great. But mm-hmm. before I do that, I will let everyone know that I am going to be making... traversing, if you will... Two blood and guts, live and in person. Live in person. Can we expect a vlog? Oh yeah, you can expect all kinds of things from that like, very long, like three days I'm going to have. But I thought this match did exactly This sounds it very vague. Oh, hold, on,
1: hold on here. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, we'll talk about the match in a minute. Can we expect <laughs> about ten minutes or so worth of content to air on to the turnbuckle that is suitable for children? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the I other mean, stuff will go on my OnlyFans. Right. I understand that you've got hotel rooms to film and things of that nature, but that doesn't make it here. It doesn't make it here. All right. That's fair. All right. Let's talk about that tight title match, and I don't mean what you have planned for Blood and Guts. Uh, talk about what aired <laughs> on TNT.
0: I thought this match did everything it needed to. The, the Bucks came out. Did they fool around a little bit too much? Maybe, but... That's still their personality. They're just being a little bit more vicious and mean now. So they're not losing themselves trying to be heels. They may have tried too hard, but this match was amazing. It was exactly how you want to kick off a dynamite, even though I had to miss 10 minutes because Buster the Bruiser Dog just had to go outside right when the bell rang. But I thought this match was great. I mean, It wasn't too flippy. As my co-hosts like to complain, even though, you know, there's a luchador in it. But no, I thought it was great. Look,
1: I don't care if there is a luchador in it. I don't want to watch something that's got more flips than an ineffective politician. I'm not necessarily ready for that.
2: Or the big show's career. Hey. Uh,
1: Or Talladega. But. Good one. yeah. Yeah. Oh, watch the red flag podcast every Monday presented by Bruiser Nation Productions. Uh, <laughs> all right. Look, I enjoyed the tag match. Uh I, I prefer this version of the Young Bucks over this. We're kind of tweeners, we're kinda not version that essentially they played one big game of hokey pokey. Uh, I'm enjoying their Twitter bio updates. I have to admit that. Uh their their Twitter bio updates are pretty big league. Have you seen those, McCarthy? Oh yeah, I see all of them. Oh, that's great. It's great. Uh, just the, the joy you say that with. Pipe down over there. Come on. <laughs> Go lick an ice cream cup.
0: Oh, um, oh. Also, also. Yeah. Jericho retweeted a tweet, and Lance Archer once again liked our tweets. say what, we're making it, boys. We're making it.
2: I like Archer. He retweets a lot of our t- yeah, like. He but, likes a lot of our tweets. Archer, he does. Big league really
1: guy, both professionally and personally, and he's a big, tall son of a biscuit and bulldog too. Um, I I, I can't complain. This was a good way to kick off. Uh, kick off dynamite. Now it makes sense to them to keep the titles because now they're no longer playing hokey pokey. You know, I'm not a big to guy as far as all the flips, all the flips, all the flips. All the freaking flips, but... Is it the flips? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Napper, thoughts on this tag match?
2: I agree with both of you. I did think it was a great way to kick off AEW. I thought the first, like, 10 minutes of the match were incredible. I really did. I thought it was probably one of the better matches. <laughs> I, I, I still, Well, I still think it was one of the better matches that the Young Bucks have had. Um, who knew that cutting off tassels would take away all their goodness? Didn't know that. Uh,
1: but hard, <laughs>
2: <is> three sizes <laughs> too small. But after about fifteen minutes into the match, towards the end of the match, I did think they maybe started trying a little too hard. Uh, things did get a little flippy. I won't say it got really flippy, but it, it they were trying too much to be exciting at that point. They had a really good story going there and I felt like towards the end they just they tried a little too hard but they came back to it and I thought the ending was perfect. It's just kind of in between between the, like the 15 minute mark and like 10 minutes after that it was just a little bit too much over the topness for me
1: the word of that. Uh, it's I, egregious. I don't have any real true complaints. Don't worry, I'll save those for next week. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated Red Velvet. I thought this did what it needed to do. Uh, you know, it made her, uh, Jade look like kind of the underdog scrappy baby face thing. Uh, you know, I,
2: I... you mean velvet? Yeah, my bad. Uh, uh,
1: you know, I thought this, uh, uh, Jade looks like a star. Is she still a little green? Absolutely. No question about it. But she's got the look. She certainly got the mic skills. This did what it needed to do. McCarthy, thoughts?
0: Uh, I completely agree with you. It did everything it needed to do. It showed the tenacity of Red Velvet tenacity. while at the same time kind of showing the dominance of Jade Cargill. She can dominate me anytime. Go on. That's it. That's all I got. All
2: right. Thoughts, snapper <laughs> After that comment, I'm not entirely sure. Tightly. Um, I honestly didn't enjoy this match. Uh, yeah, it did. did you every- tightly? I didn't enjoy the match. Okay. Um. It yes, explained. it did everything that it was supposed to do from a standpoint of making rid of it look like the you know the retri- retribution babyface whatever you want to say, and looking Jade looking like the badass heel. I just don't like how cocky she is, like, it, as a character. I don't like the constant looking at the camera and thus stopping the match to for her to gloat. It, it just doesn't do anything for me. Buddy,
0: she's a heel.
2: I understand that, but they waste <laughs> way too many times of her just posing for the
0: camera.
1: Oh, you could not watch Hollywood Hogan main events in the 90s.
0: Go no, on. I couldn't. I was, I just, I just, I was just, even going to bring up Scott he Steiner. Forever. Jeez, he forever. that guy used to do push-ups.
1: Forever. Good Lord. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: but it wasn't like 20 different
0: times. A few of them. It was at least six. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, well, hers is 20, so.
1: He's spending time going, get him back, I'm going to murder the bum. Uh, you know, he would just, he would completely just take forever, but anywho, we'll talk about him another day, uh, or probably later, but not right now. I hear you, but again, that's what a heel does. Uh, you know, if you, if you're like, God, you're driving me nuts. That is a rare commodity in the business today. How often do the three of us are huge examples. We love heels. We we don't root for the good guy. We're like, society's jaded and so are we, damn it. Um, so we, when a heel is actually driving you nuts, and obviously we are, we, the three of us plus Ryan are stupidly passionate about professional wrestling. So when we find a heel that's actually driving us nuts, good. That means they are damn good at their job. Uh, that's just my thought, Anthony. A go go. Is that how you say that? A yeah. Go go. Just being, sh- just <laughs> being <laughs> sure. Just being sure. You I, did it good. You know, uh, uh, you know, because I can't trust Jr.'s pronunciation on everything. Because we just kind of let him slide. Uh, defeated Cole Carter. At this hmm, that's not a good debut. That's that's not what I wanted to see. I don't like that. That's nothing felt special. It felt sloppy. It felt. Yeah. It doesn't establish the factory to me as a big deal because, and probably because what the hell is QT Marshall done on AEW to make me go, yeah, the factory, pal. Damn it. <laughs> right now I'm like, I hate his hair. Uh, McCarthy, what would you think of this debut? And if you say it was great, I'm going to have him mute you. <laughs>
0: no, I got, I got my finger on the button. It wasn't great. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they could have done this better. Like, I mean, he's a huge boxing champion, and I get that. But, like, he probably should have just punched him in the face if they were going to end it this way. Like, a TKO after a punch to the gut, like, yeah, it might make him look, like, super imposing, But what's it Mm -hmm. do for the guy across the ring from him? I know it was supposed to be an enhancement match, and the other guy was just there to job. But, I mean, it made Cole Carter look weak as hell. Like, more weak than a regular guy getting squashed.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen Goldberg do more favors. Uh,
2: and that's in something. Unless this guy's eyes just pops out of socket like Rey Mysterio, or like his guts just go everywhere, I don't get this. Like, at all.
1: Look, I'm going to – I will say that I can't believe – and you better mark this down, McCarthy – Playing AEW Advocate here. It's a real rarity right now. Let's give it a little time. Yes, was this a sloppy start? Sure, not great. But maybe a little jitters, you know, you know, you know who knows? Man, let's just give it a little time. We've seen Jade Cargill had a sloppy start, you know, with her promo, and you could see Cody kind of going in and talk about the giant. Talk about the giant. She had a sloppy start with the whole Shaq thing. And now we all have kind of gone. She's getting there. So let's give it a little time. McCarthy. Did I do a good job?
0: Yeah, you did a great job. This is like two weeks in a row. I'm like thrown off. Yeah, give it like time. Praising AEW. I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, Are I, you feeling okay? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I'm happy no
1: to be about releasing Billy Kay that way. Eh, screw you, Kevin Dunn. Um, uh, guess he's not coming on the podcast, but, um, that's all right. Um, like, just, why? Okay, I'm not getting back on that. All right, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho defeated Dax Harwood. I thought this match could have been better. Like, it was good, but these two could put on a clinic. I mean, this is Chris Jericho. This is this is McCarthy's go. This is what started his OnlyFans account. And... <clears throat> And Dax Harwood is as good as anybody. I mean, he he could be a modern day Arn Anderson. I thought this could be just an absolute show-stealer, and instead, it was just it was good. I wanted it to be great.
0: McCarthy, go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong, because I'm sure you will. I mean, I thought the match was really good, but I was also marking out at the same time talking about the hard chops and Jericho we retweeting it i mean they could have done better but i think it was a really good first time ever meeting between two guys the chemistry's there and of course we got that huge markout moment again with when tyson knocked out dash oh yeah so it's, it, it's yeah, i'm a little like had to put butts in the seats i thought it was amazing i popped real loud i woke up the whole house because it did look <laughs> devastating. It really did. <laughs> I it. Yeah,
1: I'm trying not to make a dirty joke. Really trying. <laughs>
2: really trying.
0: What do you? No, think but I mean, going, I was what, really what into this, and I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, Where's my Jericho fandom is going to come into play with that, especially you know his first match being a face in like a decade. Uh-huh. So it's hard to not get caught up in that. As the Jericho holic that I am, but I still think it was a great match.
1: That's fair. Where do you think this whole Mike Tyson alignment is heading? Uh, besides popping people,
0: popping people.
1: Yeah, where, where, where's <laughs> it? Yeah, it made you pop.
0: That's about it. It's what he's for.
1: <laughs>
0: it his promos don't make me pop, but when he pops somebody in the mouth,
1: yeah, I literally can't help was like, but why notice. is he? Why is he doing it back and forth? With MJF, come on. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous that he is doing a back and forth with MJF. I, I, I was like, "Come on!" I mean, geez, what is it? Some sort of Christmas present for him? Uh, this is
2: just—I, just, I just, I just, I just don't like it. I don't. It's stupid. What is children? <laughs> <He> is children? Ah. <laughs> uh. Did Dusty and Mike Tyson ever promo against each other? Because, God, I would have loved that. Uh,
1: For those who don't know, I'm (laughs) going to (laughs) eat his children is a Mike Tyson quote. Uh, McCarthy, where do you think this alignment with Tyson's going? Does Tyson turn on uh, Jericho uh, Lisp style or what happens?
0: Probably not. I don't think it's really going to go much further. They're only going to use him sparingly anyway. I think they're about done for a few months at this point. There's nowhere else to go, like Look, if they're not going to have, you know, a big Mike Tyson versus Jericho blow off. There's not much else to do. Right, well, uh, don't you, which they're watch not. A, I don't think they're going to Jericho because Jericho's a face off. now.
1: Don't you want to watch a, a Chris Jericho versus Mike Tyson blow off
0: match? I mean, not match, not not match. per particularly like you know I, i'm a 90s kid 80 born in the 80s you know grew up in the 90s it's nothing it's I mean, nice to see mike tyson wallop people that but i watch dec- oh, wow that's, you know, i want to see a wrestling match
1: uh yeah we'll we'll see if they ever have that blow off match that uh we'll see we'll see uh This is all leading to blood and guts. I, I have to tell you, and I'm glad you're going to be there. It's going to be great content for To The Turnbuckle and this show and the YouTube channel and the Spotify and everything else you can catch us on. Uh, but I feel like this should be a pay-per-view. I know it wasn't originally a pay-per-view, but, like, to really get blood and guts, pal. Like, because can you imagine, remember the, the Dustin-Cody match where Dustin's a crimson mask, right? Can you imagine if he drop that much blood on TNT? It's a little cringy, right? On TNT. Yeah. It'll be Hell scary. yeah, let's get extreme. I don't know why I put Vince in a Paul Heyman promo, but I did. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> it, works. it works. It works. Yeah. So w- wouldn't I know that you're gonna be there, but take that out for a second, McCarthy, for a half a second. Wouldn't you rather blood and guts? Be, was that good or what? Uh, blood and guts be on pay-per-view that way you can have as much blood and
0: guts as you could possibly desire i i don't think it's gonna be as watered down as you may think i mean it is tnt after all they're not like it's not nickelodeon i think they've ever complained about blood on on the camera Uh, as far as i know
1: love a good crimson mask um all right Chris Statlander made her return to the ring after a long time gone, in the words of the, uh, the I believe it's the Chicks now, not Dixie Chicks, the Chicks. She defeated Anver Nova. Of course, Chris Statlander is an alien. Uh, Napper, because I never have kind words to say about that gimmick, what are your thoughts?
2: I thought it was a good match back. I, I don't think it was anything that spectacular. I do like the pairing of her with the best friends. I think that's a good story that will continue. Hopefully, they kind of build on it a little bit more because they haven't really done that much with it ever since she came back. So hopefully, they kind of dive a little bit more into that. I understand they just kind of want to get her back and in front of people's eyes just to show what she can do again. Plus, you know, even back then, she still needed a little bit of work, I thought, in the ring just a little bit. A little bit on the mic, too, but it, it'll be nice to see where they go from here. This was just a nice little tune-up match to get her kind of back on schedule.
0: How about you, McCarley? What say you? I thought it was a good return match. It was uh, nothing too like high-profile to keep a little bit of the pressure off because there's already enough pressure after eight months of not being in the ring to be able to produce something great. But I think this was kind of the perfect thing to give her. And like Travis said, I agree that pairing her with the best friends is phenomenal. She fits right in. And I think the sky's the limit. I think a couple more weeks, she'll be back to her pre-injury type of matches that she was having. And then she can continue to grow because Travis was right. She does need to grow like a little bit more in the ring. And eight months away, will do that to you.
1: Uh, no question, I have to agree. Look, I see tons of talent in Chris Statlander. I just, I have my qualms about the gimmick, but hey, you know my favorite wrestler is a dead guy, so I guess I shouldn't complain. Um, I guess I should not complain, but I'm going to, just not today. Uh, Team Taz uh, destroyed Christian Cage. Now, to me, this was arguably the highlight of the night because. As an ECW guy, uh, which is somehow making Peacock, by the way, if you've, if you've checked your Peacock lately. Um, <clears throat> peacock. Check your Peacock subscription uh, just to see what kind of content you're getting. Anywho, why, why do you think I'm saying something wrong, sir? But Team Tad, Destroyed Christian Cage, I thought this back and forth on the mic was fantastic. I even got low-key offended when Christian Cage took a shot of bingo Hall money. Kiss my grits, pal. Kiss my grits. All right? Love that bingo haul. Uh, I loved when Taz called him a, let's call it an S-bag. Uh, an S-bag. I thought that was great. Taz has been a, a great promo cutter since essentially coming out the womb. And that has not changed one damn iota. And again... You talk about, I know that McCarthy, Napper, you guys, you're, you, you're morally correct people that just tolerate my horribleness. But you just picture, because Samoa, when Taz was brought into what was then known as TNA Wrestling, he was brought in to be the manager of Samoa Joe. Can you imagine Samoa Joe replacing Brian Cage on Team Taz? Can you imagine that in just like 85 days? Does that not make you go shut up and take my money?
0: Does okay. me? Yeah, of course it does. Because, you know, Cage is obviously going for a face turn,
1: right? I mean, obviously they've got, they're going to splitsville. I mean, they're going the way of a rod and Lo. There's your pop culture update with to the turnbuckle. Um. So, I think that Samoa Joe, in about 85 days or whatever it is.
2: 83 weeks?
1: It's going to feel like 83 weeks because, hey, not being on TV hurts relevancy. That's why some people are always working, brother. Uh, But that would be such a story. And, again, with Samoa Joe, him getting released, and maybe someday he comes back to WWE, maybe he doesn't, we'll see. But him getting released... It's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to him, I believe that. Just like it was for McIntyre, because without Drew Galloway and Impact Wrestling, Drew McIntyre's current hot run doesn't happen. Without Bobby Lashley going to Impact and proving that he can be a world champion, I don't think his, his run currently happens. So, I'm telling you people, and I know this is kind of going back to the start of the show, but Samoa Joe, and, and selfishly, I'd like him to go to Impact because... That's the little guy I kind of root for because I think it's 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 becoming, you know, AEW is not the New York Yankees. That, of course, is Vince, but they are quickly becoming the Boston Red Sox. You know what I mean? You feel me? You feel, you feel me? I do. Uh, so I'd like to see some other people go to Impact because their roster is as thin as a thin crust pizza. Domino's or Donato's, I should say. Donato's has got some thin crust pizza. Boy, they ought to sponsor us. Uh, I'm hungry, boys. Sorry. Uh, So I I would love to see Joe back in Impact, but if AEW is where he is bound, Team Taz writes itself, and plus Christian and Joe have crossover from the Impact days. Oh, oh, I want it all. I want it all, and I want it now, but i got to wait 85 days because apparently Andrade's got better lawyers. Um, It's true. All right. Uh, so what did you think of Team Taz destroying Christian Cage, that whole deal, Mr. McCarthy? What'd you think of it all? Uh, what do you think of my S- Samoa Joe hypothesis? Just, I gave you a lot there. Go with it, Mr. Bruce Cruz.
0: Um, I think that everything that needed to happen in that promo attack went down perfectly. This Except was the one Money shot most that was definitely degrees. one of the high points of the show. Like, of course, I always enjoy Dynamite, but this was it was quick it was to the point we got a nice little smas going on smosh. and christian and taz showed how close they really are by pulling no punches in the things that they were saying which really adds like a little bit of realism to to the feud which we all need to really pull us into the story is it's a little bit of realism do they really feel that way no but they're close enough as friends to go out on national television and say those things with feeling to each other and not really hate each other when you know the cameras turn off. And I'm, I, I'm with you, man. I think Samoa Joe would fit perfectly as Brian Cage's replacement. I'm telling you. Because there's what? no way – like if they want Team Taz to continue, someone's got to go and i've i kind of see the writing on the wall of it being brian cage he's a made face almost like he would like if you were to design a face that's kind of brian cage like brock lesnar's like the big monster gorilla but brian cage is like the hercules to take him down like even though they're in different companies but like if you get the reference like what? it's almost like he's a wolverine
1: well, actually. Almost. They're not currently. They're not currently Almost. Uh, Brock Lesnar's free agent. We can do Cone versus Godzilla live on AEW Dynamite if Tony Khan wants to back up the Brinks truck to wherever in Saskatchewan Brock Lesnar is currently residing.
2: And then have a triple threat. Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar, and Brian Cage.
1: Because triple
2: threats are all the rage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Travis is really on this triple threat thing.
1: He is so mad. Um, Darby Allen. Defeated. Uh, well, let me get your thoughts on the team test situation. I apologize, sir. That is so rude of me.
2: How dare you, sir? How dare? You? How dare you, sir? Can you say the claw? <laughs> <laughs> now without laughing. <laughs> the claw.
1: <laughs>
2: the claw.
1: We here at You the Turnbuckle do not own
2: the rights to that particular voice. Uh, I I own mine. Does that count? I can't help it.
0: I'm that damn good.
2: There it is, pal. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. But we can our our love. We Mm own our love for that franchise. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, long live the
2: alliance. Long live the alliance. As far as my thoughts, uh, I enjoyed the segment, enjoyed the little back and forth. I love the little clips with Taz. That was probably the best segment I've heard out of Taz personally, I think, in AEW on a mic standpoint. Usually a couple times he struggles. I thought that was his best performance yet. Was like, old Taz, yeah, right that, that really felt like old school Taz right there because, you know, he cuts Christian off and everything like that. That felt like a real Taz promo to me. The other ones, not they weren't bad, but there were a couple that were like, yeah, that's not Taz. This was Taz. This was cool. Uh, I like the idea of Samoa Joe with you know, Team Taz. I think that'd be really cool, um, especially because I agree with Jason. I do think that Brian Cage is probably on his way out. Either way, Ricky Starks or Chris. Uh, Brian Cage is on their way out. It's gotta be one of those two. If it's anybody else, I'm shocked. But it's gotta be one of those two. And I have a feeling it's gotta be Brian Cage because they're a heel faction, so you gotta kick out the baby face and that right now is Brian Cage. Um you gotta kick him out
1: baby. You gotta kick
2: him out baby. It's just it's not working out.
1: It's not working.
2: You he's know? he's not he's not funky like a monkey. He's not zealing.
1: It's not working. Alright it's gonna make your liver quiver and your knees shake. Uh, it's not
2: working. It's, All right. it's on, on hard times, baby. Hard
1: times. I'm the world champion. It's hard time. Blue.
2: We don't own rights to that voice. Either.
1: Um, <laughs> but we wish we did. Uh, Darby Allen defeated Matt Hardy for the AEW TNT championship. I'm so conflicted on this because I enjoy extreme championship. All right. Um but
2: Yeah, we can't say the full name.
1: Well I could. I could. Yeah. Uh but
2: But then we're just sad. Right.
1: Moment of silence there. Uh for for the fallen comrade in Philly. Uh but here's my thing. Explain this to me, Mr. McCarthy. You are the minister of to the turnbuckle, so you are a wise one. Why does everybody got to get involved every damn week all the time? Why is there so much interference on AEW? Because there's too many damn factions. Feels like 90s WWE, doesn't it? Uh, but see, because like, yeah, it's cool to see Sting get him in a word. I'm not going to cut that. I know that Napper will because he doesn't respect legends. Um, but
2: I heard. I a- bought the t shirt, damn it. <laughs>
1: You ought to. You ought and to he's burn him when you talked about him a that. few weeks ago. Uh, but here's my thing: is like Matt Hardy and Darby when the when the when the commentators are going, man, we can't keep up with all this. Matt Hardy is not quite Jeff, but he's still Mad Hardy. He's Mad freaking Hardy. All right, in the words of Paul Heyman, at one night stand. Darby Allen is, in my opinion, the future face of AEW. They could have done just as well, if not better, by themselves. It got too convoluted. I I don't know why there's so much, you know, why is there so much interference? And in it it's not necessary there. Like Darby Allen is just so damn good. Just let those two go to work. Think about the we we compare all the time, and I'll kick it to you on this, McCarthy. We compare all the time that the Darby Allen is kind of similar in, in enigma sense to Jeff Hardy. And obviously he's fighting his brother Matt. That that could have been such a cool past and present hardcore kind of thing. And instead, and I and I love Sting, and I like I said, I will appreciate his work, unlike Napper. But instead, I felt like we got this convoluted, unnecessary thing with him and company when these two could have just kicked ass and had a match that would that could be frankly, let's be honest, they're both capable of it. Main event of the year worthy. What are your thoughts, McCarthy? Well, I think on this
0: one, I th- the all the interference did kind of take away from Matt Hardy and Darby Allen. Now, I know why they did it, because they wanted an excuse to slowly turn Archer face and have a stare down with Sting at the same time. But I think there may have been other parts of the show to pull that off instead of – In the middle of this fantastic falls count anywhere, no disqualification match for the TNT championship that Darby Allin and Matt Hardy had. Especially because they had some of their matches go like 20 minutes. I think that was the only way they could figure out to make it logical that Lance Archer would come out and help Sting. Because it's quite obvious that Lance Archer respects Sting. Of course he does, but like in character on television, it's blatantly obvious that he respects Sting for telling him like it is. And it's probably still going to lead to a matchup. So I know why they had the interference, but it doesn't change the fact that it was just a little too much.
1: A little too much. What about you, Napper? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I thought it was too much. I, I'm never, I'm a fan of sometimes when the big brouhaha happens, but well, I like that word brouhaha. brouhaha. Oh, That's, brouhaha. A word. That's a good word. A uh, it's hustle. a good word. A Donnie, oh yeah, Donnie Brook. I should have said Donnie Brook. like Donnie Brook. Try it again. A big Donnie Brook. Yeah, yeah, I tried it again. Um, d- these aren't always necessary though, and this is definitely one of those cases where it was not necessary. Like, like. Jason said there could have been plenty of time for them to try to get Lance Archer transitioned into a face, get that stare down with Sting. Hell, dude, backstage sent Why does they have, why do they have to have Sting keep coming out for them to have altercations? Like, so Tony wh- can go with Sting. He can't do that. From you mean they can't see the video board where he's on TV? I
1: don't. I don't give a damn what they say. And I guess that someday with Peacock we'll be able to prove this or disprove this. I think he has said it sting that way more in AW than AEW <laughs> ever did in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but I, you know, you could have done the backstage segment. And like I said, a lot of their matches kind of went like twenty minutes. Some went longer than that. I'm pretty sure the opening match went about thirty. Like there's way more stuff you could have probably trimmed down to add a what five minute segment sure. between them to you know get him off get him over as a face and to have that stare down. It wasn't necessary to insert it into a what was a really great match that kind of got lost in the shuffle because they just decided let's let the floodgates open and let everybody go.
1: Yeah, I just think that there's a little bit too much interference in AEW as a whole. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that uh, uh, kerfluffle afterwards, and I think that's I think that's
2: overused. Plus, it didn't make sense because it's, at first it seemed like Matt was trying to stop them from beating up on Darby Allin. And then he was totally fine with it. And then we had the Dark Order come out, which is like, okay. Why are you here? Why are you here?
1: There's Hangman. Like, right. You know, he wasn't involved, but eh uh, <clears throat> I think I thought it just the match already like telling not like I can see where it's, it's like It took an eighth. My pride's getting in, in the OB+. way
0: of telling them to stop. And then he goes back to Ah screw it. Go get him. I don't care anymore. It's like 35 seconds of pride. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a heel. Go get him. (laughs) So he forgot? Is that when the broken character showed up? I mean, possibly. I don't know.
2: So his heel was
1: deleted for 35 seconds?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even heels have pride, damn it.
2: And apparently memory loss. I know, because all three of us have those two as well. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, Big Show has memory loss at least every single time he's on TV. What the hell he is? he? fair.
0: I mean, that was in the other company that we were talking about a little bit ago. But he's not anymore. So I can make that joke. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Just saying. He hasn't flipped to the dark side yet. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Which shirt is that, McCarthy? It's the men's bomber jacket. thirty-five ninety-five. Pretty sure that's how much it is.
1: Cool. And where can they get that that, that jacket at?
0: Oh at bruisernationproproducts.kincustom dot com where yes, you can sir. find all of our Bruiser Nation production merch along with to the turnbuckle, the perfect ten sports show, the Bruise Cruise podcast, official Bruiser Nation Productions, and the red flag Oh as well as oh, saved us for last bruisernationproproducts dot com where you can find a whole bunch of other merch.
2: Merch, 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 merch. Buy some merch!
1: All right! It's
0: <laughs> baseball season. <laughs> yes, it is. Go Reds.
1: Um, so now let's talk about NXT, uh, that that show that moved to Tuesday nights, after, after getting it, uh, it wopped on Wednesdays. That's what the young kids say, mollywhopped. <laughs>
2: Molly Wap, uh, I like Molly Wap. Sixties. Well, I mean, you would know. He's
1: so with the kids. He's got. He, he, I mean, the thing about him is he's got you know junior, which is uh, incredible given his, his age.
2: He's got kids like Heath Slater.
1: Yeah, incredible given his age. Then about forty years ago, he had another kid who's got grandkids, and then plus he's going to be a great grandfather here real soon. Um, tell you what, the fact that uh, the fact that that old horse is still beating is pretty impressive. Um. And you can check that, that horse out on the OnlyFans Bridge Nation Production account uh, that hadn't been made yet. Uh, not yet. Uh, we would like to uh, put a disclaimer in. Uh, we are not directly associated with Score on Air anymore. Uh,
2: <laughs> but they let us anyway. <laughs> they let us attempt to be anyway. It's a joke. We don't know why. <laughs>
0: It's a joke.
2: So we may say some things that, uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with this one. Score <laughs> on Air does not either agree tringles. or condone or support some of the things that go on to the turnbuckle. Or mostly all of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> look, uh, look, you should...
0: But we love
2: them anyway.
1: I love them, and, and I'm proud of me. Alright? Okay? I got dreams. Uh, <clears throat> And my dream is this podcast to make it so merch, 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 merch. Buy some merch, all right. New NXT—that's going champion. in the
2: intro too. Yep. <laughs> uh,
1: new NXT champion carry across Address the NXT universe with the good-looking lady Scarlet. Uh. Mr. McCarthy, did you get a chance to tune in Tuesday night to uh
0: Yes, I the, did. I did watch NXT because it was on a different night than AEW.
1: So what do you think of Kieran Cross's promo? What does he need to improve upon? what do you think of his message? Lay it on me. Take us
0: to school, Mr. Bruiser Nation. I didn't he just needs to work on like believing it. Cause when he was before he got hurt, you could hear the belief in his voice. Like he was behind everything he said this one just kind of sounded like he was reading from a card so i think he needs to like get with whoever's you know in charge of his promo and kind of stick some of his own words in there like this needs to change this needs to change i'm gonna say this whether you like it or not kind of a thing
1: yeah what are they gonna do fire him
0: <laughs> he yeah he's the champion right now it's like the Shawn Michaels syndrome. Right now, he can almost do whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, just go ahead and do it. When you're a champion, go ahead and take advantage. Because what are they going to Okay, and when they take the belt off you, then you worry. Until then, forgiveness, permission, forgiveness, permission. What about you, Nabra? What did you think of this promo? Uh,
2: up until about the two-minute mark, I wasn't a fan of the promo. I thought he ended it very well. But leading up to the ending, I agree with Jason that I thought it felt like he was. He felt like he was reading off a cue card, and he was. Uh, I understand he's very educated and he ha- he knows a lot of big words, but I th- I feel like he tries to overcomplicate these promos a little bit. He like
1: has to remember that people like me in the audience don't know a lot
2: of big words, right? Like. And I'm not saying he can't do it. Like, obviously, if that's part of his character, include it. But he tried to be so sophisticated with his promo. It just kind of was like, okay, I understand what you mean, but at the same time, it's probably somebody that doesn't. So he, it's like Jason said, he's. It's almost like he was just reading off a cue card. I think maybe he was trying too hard. I really do. And then, but the good news is I do think he ended the promo pretty well. When he actually whenever he went to the crowd, I thought that was his best moment because it actually felt like okay, now we're getting him back a little bit. Now he's actually involved. He should do that more. He's I know he's I don't know if he's really heel. He kind of seems like he's a little bit in between. But if that's the case, Mess with the crowd a little bit. If that helps you, do it. Because right now, you, you cannot just stare at that camera and just, no. it's, it's not going to work for him.
1: Yeah, you could have
2: gotten by with that a year ago when the, the pandemic hero had first. Right. Started, but, but Especially uh, in NXT now, when they have like you know, wrestlers fans or fans, like you know. use what you have around you now.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he's got to be the star I think he can be, which is big enough that I've always said, if there's one guy in the company, and I've said this for a little while now, if there's one guy in the company that should have a retirement match and it's here to take him and beat him, it's this guy. If there's one guy that should retire John Cena, like they've been you know, talking about these la- this last few days, it's this guy. I believe in this guy. This guy's got it. But he's got to get You know, he can't. Don't have the Kenny Omega syndrome. You don't want to have the phone sex promos. You know, that's... That's just the reality of it. You got to get a little bit better at the mic, especially in WWE, uh, to, to really be the star I think you can be. Next, Kushida, to be the Santos Escobar, become the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I was befuddled by this one. We just had the big match, the big blow off of the, the interim uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship and Jordan Devlin and all that. Um... I don't understand why you take it off of him now. Don't get me wrong, Kushida deserves this opportunity. I like Kushida. I think his her work with Alex Shelley is great. But I thought this was an odd time to pull the trigger on this, given it's the first – I know probably a big moment for the first Tuesday. But I thought given the big moment we had with Jordan Devlin and, and all that and NXT takeover, leader, I thought it was a little odd timing-wise to take the belt off him so soon, so quickly. Uh now, bro, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think? Right call? Yeah, Kushida does, sure, based on his long career alone. But is this the right call? Were you befuddled
2: like I was? Yeah, I was. No, it's not the right call. I understand what you're talking about, and I agree. Kushida does deserve an opportunity. Like, I, I've been waiting and begging for an opportunity for Kushida to have some type of gold around his waist in NXT because I think she, I think he absolutely deserves it, whether that was the North American title or now the cruiserweight title. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They had the barn burner of all ladder matches at NXT stand and deliver, and you squash that in a week. It just it like they were touting the match as he was walking to the ring. And then you have him... And not to say that it wasn't a great match. It wasn't like it was a squash match by any stretch. But still, you squashed all of that momentum in a week for Kushida. Like, no offense to Kushida, but you did that for Kushida. Why? I have no idea why they did it. It doesn't make any sense. The only thought that I had that even remotely came up since you started talking was... Maybe Legado Del Fantasma's getting a call-up, but that's it. That's, like that, that's the only reason I could think that they were, they're were they going to do this. And either either Santos Escobar is getting a call-up because Vince liked what he saw in the ladder match, or the whole entire group is getting a call-up. Either way, that's the only thought I can come up with of why this happened.
1: Um, we'll see on the call-up. What say you, Mr. McCarthy? Uh Or were you confused as I was or what?
0: Oh, I was really confused. My mouth dropped when this finish happened. And like you guys, Kashida does deserve it. It seems really ill-timed after that ladder match at WrestleMania. And I'll be honest, my biggest concern is did they do it just to do it for the shock value? that that's my that's biggest possible. concern you know, right first now tuesday is is there a plan or did they just have this title change for the sake of shocking people after wrestlemania
1: it's possible first tuesday you know on on usa trying to create a big splash to to get people talking i i could see uh, uh next Frankie Moyet, uh, you know, however you want to say that that French-based name. I remember when she was tied up.
2: Mon- Monet, Monet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh?
1: So uh, we we love you, Tim Allen. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we here at To the Turnbuckle don't
0: necessarily love Tim Allen,
1: uh, but.
0: I don't know, he is kinda of funny. He's a big, I do. He's a big, big guy. Watching him for decades. From home improvement to last man standing with Santa Clauses in between. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You got something? i like a chair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We look forward to the holiday season here on Discord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Frankie, a uh, of Taya Valkyrie, uh, yes. made her debut on SC. Uh She converted Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I liked the debut. I hate the name change. Not because I hate the name, like, I can get used to every name, whatever. But because Taya Valkyrie is so established. Keep in mind, and I know that in WWE land, in the universe, It doesn't matter. But she is the longest reigning impact champion of the company's history. I'm talking about the TNA years. I'm talking about the Hogan years. I'm talking about the last few years when they were in Canada a lot. And I'm talking about right now during the pandemic era. She is the longest reigning knockout champion in history. History. The entire company. And say what you want about impact wrestling. They're kind of like a cockroach. They're really hard to kill. Um... They've been around a while now. There's been a lot of names come through that door, and she's the longest-reigning Impact uh, Knockouts champion. So I don't like the name change because that name is established, because of Valkyrie is a star. Uh, Frankie will be as well. I'm very confident of that. But other than that, I thought everything was great. She's got good mic skills. She talks better than her husband, uh, to be quite frank about it. Uh, she be looks better. Cold! Correct. Wrecked. Oh, wrecked. Uh, she looks better than him, too. So that's that's a duh. But I don't know who's got better hair, though. That's a 50-50. Could be the mayor of Slamtown with that. I mean, he's got it up there.
2: Yeah, I have to go John. It's close. I have to go John. Uh,
1: Mr. Napper, what do you think of her debut? <laughs> what do you think of my complaints
2: that it should still be tied up? I We know it's a business. I yeah, yeah. It. I, I like the debut. I agree with you. I don't necessarily I like you, like you said, I could get used to the name change. We've all had to do it. I'm still trying to get over to the LA Knight thing. LA oh. Knights. Um, it's not the worst name change I've heard. So there's that. Uh, I just wish we could get to a point where we don't have to change their names at all because we actually don't give a rip. Can we just go about business that way? Fine. She's Ty Valkyrie. Who cares? Um, But I get it. It's not the way things work in wrestling, and that's probably not going to change anytime soon. The thing that I didn't understand, and maybe somebody else can explain it to me, I don't understand the championship salute at the end with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair.
1: Well, I'll try. Uh, I think it was was just, uh, look, we all came up kind of together, and look at us now. We're all somewhat faces NXT and now we're the, the whole face of the of the company, the face of the brands. Cardi, is that what you took
0: from that? Oh yeah, that's for sure. I'm not going to say that they were like replacing the four horsewomen because you can't, but I think it was one of those, the four horsewomen aren't the only great women in this company kind of a thing. I think it was a statement to be made that, Right now we might not be enjoying everything in the women's division, but by and large, over the past few years, they have done a really great job of presenting women's wrestling and making them stars. One might say they're the next step. Aha. Uh, ha. Ha. Oh. I'll see myself out.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, What'd you think of the debut, McCarthy?
0: I thought it was a good debut. I mean, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I don't mind the name. Like, what's in a name? If you can get it, if you're good enough to get it over, who cares? And it's not terrible. There are worse names in wrestling in the annals of wrestling history. There are way worse names. Absolutely. Um, I guess it, it for me, it all comes down to copyright. If she had her name, Taya Valkyrie, copyrighted, then I have a problem. If not, what are you going to do? But if she had it copyrighted, why not just let her use the damn thing? But I don't know. I don't know what a contract states. I don't know what she has copyrighted or what she doesn't. But if she has the rights to the name, why not just let her use it? It's not like she's not going to let you make t-shirts as long as you give her a cut. Like, she cares. She didn't directly address whether she has the the copyright
1: to the name. She did say she picked this new name. She did say she... She's yeah. the one that picked uh, Frankie Monier. <laughs> is that better for you? I and, like it. Uh, so she did say she picked that, so we'll see. Yeah, the championship salute was a little odd, but I understand especially because cool. two of them are heels. Um, yeah. And I, Rhea's a heel, and technically Gonzalez is a heel. Yeah, and I said that same thing to Peyton watching Tuesday Night, or not. Yeah. So this woman is not what I would she has grown to enjoy wrestling. She's not yet a fan maybe someday she will be but she understands wrestling enough now because she has to deal with my ass right She and she she deadpanned and went kayfabe is dead and I went damn it she's right because uh, yeah my you know me I'm an old schooler <laughs> Girl, what the hell why do we get right here uh, and, and, <laughs> and 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 I that's what I was doing and she went kayfabe is dead and I'm like I just got lectured by the woman that I taught wrestling to like she didn't and she, she just thought, like everybody that doesn't watch wrestling, she just thought it was a bunch of fake crap she didn't really watch before. And I, I've shown her uh, much of the light and the ways and she's going to enjoy it and realize it's not quite nearly as big as she thought. Um, but,
2: you know, she's... I, I, the, the student has become the master. She can't,
1: I can't say she's a fan, but I
2: remember sitting there with the dust in I was going... <laughs> she just
1: told me name was dead after I done taught her everything about everything. I win. It's your fault, Mark. It's your fault. Damn you, Callaway. Damn you. As a sportist T-shirt, uh. <laughs> but yeah. So that's, that's what I'm reminded of because I did not same thing. Why don't, why don't we keep it any? But apparently not. We can just curtain call everywhere now. Yay! Pass. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher are looking for those NXT tag titles. I know you're a
2: Tommaso Ciampa guy, Mr. Napper. What yeah. do you
1: think of them potentially being the next tag champs?
2: I think it's a good fit. I really do. I think this is a great tag team. You know, it kind of stinks a little bit because I was looking forward to seeing what Thatcher was going to do by himself. But as a tag team, I think these two are incredible. I really do. And I'll be looking forward to see what, if, if they can get there. Um I'm a little bit disappointed because it kind of feels like they're going to go right to the front, and that leaves a couple tag teams that probably should be up there kind of in the wayside, especially the Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, right now. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. I Come s- on now. S- I tried to sneak it in there. The Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm. Soon to be recognized as NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he wanted it. I knew he yes, wanted sir. it. <laughs> yes, sir. Can I get that soon to be recognized? Soon one? to be recognized as NXT's number one.
1: Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm giddy. I got the goosebumps. All righty. <laughs> Mr. McCarthy, what do you think of uh, Tommaso uh, and Zadger potentially being the next NXT Tag Team Champions? What are your thoughts, sir?
0: Oh, I like everything about it. I think what I like most, not not that they have a very big chance of becoming tag team champions in the near future, but to watch the journey of them, just, I'm not going to say destroy tag teams because that's not going to do anybody any good, but beat the living snot out of guys because that's both of their styles to beat the hell out of dudes, whether it's for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, that's their style and I'm going to love watching it when, you know, oh, tag same kind of style goes in. It's going to be kind of like watching Cesaro and Sheamus again because that, oh, that that's kind of how they mesh together. So or Taker and Kane where really they just are having competitions. Like I know I can do it better. No, I can <laughs> do it better. <laughs> that's six months down the road, sir.
2: Oh, I just love their promos because <laughs> you see Tommaso just kick the chair and get up and then just that's just there like Smile. he's such a
1: nice guy. Yeah, he's almost like having, yeah, having breakfast with that fella. Uh, I I really I really enjoy this. I think it could add so much need of life to the tag division. Yeah, I, I hear you on there are teams that deserve it more. Certainly the Grizzled Dan veterans, soon to be recognized. Uh, but f- for the sake of longevity, you know, you have to give a small edge to Ciampa. He's been down there so long, and apparently refuses to head up top. So we got right, to. Right. And that's,
2: that's why I say I like this because it gives him something to do because I think he is valuable when he's on the roster. And if he's involved with somebody else, that's good for whoever he's teamed up with because that's where he can teach somebody or where he can help somebody. Because at this point, I don't think they're going to put him anywhere near the title picture anytime soon. I think at some point they will because there is some history between Cross and Ciampa. I would say that maybe Ciampa is the next one to maybe take it off him, unless there's somebody else that they really are high on. But I like oh. that they're kind of just having him off to the side a little bit, just enjoy himself for a little while, and they're not just kind of keeping him off TV. So it's nice from that standpoint.
1: I have to agree with you, young man. Bronson Reed, Dexter Luma, shots of Blackheart and Ember Moon. <gasps> defeated the way. Thank God. Uh, in a you know person X tag team match uh mr mccarthy what'd you think of this main event?
0: i thought it was a pretty good main event i just want to what what's going on like 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 what's going on like did she want to be kidnapped by dexter loomis because that's what it looked like because it didn't look like she was distracting him to get the win for the way because yeah. they didn't they didn't win uh-huh. um so i'm I, i'm slightly perplexed if you would by, by the development in the storyline, but it has me intrigued and that's – sometimes that's all that matters in pro wrestling. If you're intrigued, means you're going to check out and see what's going to happen next. Stockholm Syndrome.
1: Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, yeah, soon we will be dropping our first ever LP, To the Turnbuckle Sings to
2: You. And <laughs> It'll be better than any sort of hey, hey, ho, ho, or hey, hey, hop, hop. You can guarantee that, brother. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, how sweet it is, yes. To the Turnbuckle, presented by Bridge Nation Productions, right here proudly on Heel Turn Wrestling. And if there's three better heels... On this entire Facebook page. Uh, well, what were your
2: thoughts on this main event, Mister Napper? I thought as I, I, I didn't really care that much about it. I'm a little bit perplexed with what they're doing at this point because. Well yeah, and I'm a little bit disappointed because okay, Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed and Shotzi and Ember they got the win. Yay! They're still winning. Baby faces! What are we doing with Dexter Loomis? What the hell? For like a long time it looked like he was gonna get a a North American title shot. Yes! Finally, they're putting the rocket on him. He's gonna go to the moon! <sighs> And now we're just gonna, eh, we're gonna put him in this match. We're gonna put him in this match. We're gonna put him in this match. We're still gonna have him kind of, maybe, sort of win. But no, we're not gonna do anything with him. Like, well, when are they gonna actually give him a shot? Because I think he's one of the most over people in NXT. I
1: agree with you, but you know me, pal. You know me. I love a good weird love story.
2: Oh, I do too. I I'm not saying the- I'm not enjoying that part. It's just everything else. I-, I love a good weird love story, pal. I sure do. <laughs> I still remember Nikki Cross and Alistair Black. It wasn't really a love story, but that whole, Nikki's got a secret, Nikki's got a secret. What kind of secret?
1: Exactly. Uh, There's a lot of words. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of words. Uh, Yes, let's take a look at those ratings for uh, AW Dynamite. They scored 1.2 million viewers. On the first Wednesday, unopposed, uh, NXT didn't do too bad either with eight hundred five thousand, which is much better than what they had been doing for a long time. On its first Tuesday, AEW had a zero point four four in that eighteen to forty nine demo. I couldn't find slash didn't want to dig that hard for NXTs. So sorry. Um, as far as their eighteen to forty nine demo, McCarthy, what do you make of those ratings for AEW? Is this the new normal? Was this you know, uh, are we are we off to the races? Are we going to see them beat Raw soon? What's going on?
0: I don't know if I'm going to say they're going to be Raw soon. I mean, people are watching Raw for decades out of habit at this point. I mean, do they have some good stuff on Raw? Sure. But, you know, that's as we've all said many times before, Logan calls it the catheter show for a reason. Yeah, but- it's hard to get through sometimes. Um, you as far as I, I, but I do think this is going to be the norm. I think AEW is going to maybe not always eclipse, but I think it's going to be between 900,000 and a million go left or right either way every week. And I'll be honest, I don't think NXT has anywhere to go, but up from here. Like I said last week, this is one of the smartest decisions they made, and they should have made it from the get go. Why go unopposed to somebody? Why go against somebody? Just go unopposed and see what happens. I think this is what's best for NXT and AEW in the long run. It's going to create longevity to where, because a lot of the guys, you know, they might. St- you know make snippets and comments about the other company or what have you but there's we've talked about this before there's no real it's not really a competition no one's ever going to take out WWE and no one's goal in wrestling should be to take out WWE we see we saw how well that worked the first time that was somebody's goal it it should just be to make a better product overall and make places to go for guys where they can live and make a living church
1: I can't agree with you more, Mr. McCarthy, because well, we, we may have our company alliances that we play up on this show because we like to work the gimmick, brother. But the three of us, and Ryan as well, were wrestling fans first and foremost. And so I want to see every company thrive, strive, succeed. Because, you know, I talk about ECW. Guess what? Vince didn't have a squad to do with that. You know, you're talking about AEW. You can talk about Impact great wrestling doesn't matter what company provides it we just want better products overall uh i think we all can agree on that all right uh what about you nabber what do you think of those ratings is that the new normal is that you know can we can we expect AEW to keep going higher might they eclipse raw some point over the summer what 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 are your
2: thoughts I don't think they're really going to eclipse RAW anytime soon. I think there is a possibility that they could increase, but I I feel like that's their ceiling. Now we're gonna find out. Right. Um, but Jason and I had this conversation. Uh, I think it was after Tuesday or after Wednesday. And uh, you
1: guys didn't even like. We did. Me we did. No. Hey, we were at work. Well, we were at work. We <laughs> were
2: doing work. Uh, but no like it as you were talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that pretty much sums up our days at work
0: together. Um, Lately, we've been together for 45 minutes. So, yeah, that kind of does sum up our days at work. Quick conversation, then peace out. They don't need to know about that. (laughs) Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, But no, we had the conversation at work, and it... I don't know if they're going to eclipse raw. I honestly don't even know if they're going to get better because the the question I have for them is, is what does happen next? Because we kind of saw this last time when both of these debuted on Wednesday nights, they hit really high marks and then it kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. The question is going to be what's going to happen the week after. I don't really, yes, it's really cool to see them hit over a million again. What do you do next? That's where I'm concerned. What do you do consistently? Because they did put on a great dynamite. They really did. And NXT put on a really great show as well. What can you do next week? And can you do it consistently? This is is actually what's going to show just how good AEW really is. Or just how much they were relying on the war with NXT to kind of help them along. If that is the case. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that is a possibility. So it's really going to depend how they carry themselves, because, yeah, they can still make the little quips at WWE Monday nights and stuff like that. But now they're kind of on their own. They cannot use that war to kind of fuel themselves. Maybe they will, you know, mentally, but they're going to have to do this all on their own now. So I, I think both are going to probably take a little bit of drop off. I think I agree with him that NXT can only go up from here. I don't think they're going to get that much worse. The one thing we saw in the Monday or the Wednesday Night Wars initially, NXT stayed pretty consistent. Yes, they never really beat AEW, but the one thing they can hold their hat on, they stayed very consistent with their viewership. The number really never really went too low compared to what it was that first time they debuted. Mm-hmm. AEW is gonna have a little bit if they have more of a drop-off, that's bad for AEW. So I hopefully that doesn't happen, but I think AEW should be more concerned about their ratings than NXT because I think NXT has a little bit more wiggle room.
1: So in short, you don't think you think this answer will be this this question will be answered, pardon me, in the, the weeks and months to come, more than just this one week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll see how it all turns out. We will keep you updated as we like to do. I think it's very possible that I think it's a long time before AEW ever approaches Rawl's overall number. I think it's very possible, likely even, that we see AEW beat Rawl in the 18 to 49 demo uh, this summer and at, at latest by Monday night football season.
2: I uh, will agree with that.
1: I think I think it's gonna be very, very likely that AEW beats Rawl in demos in the not too distant future. Then that would be interesting, because when's the last time Raw got beaten a demo by another company? Uh, it's been quite a few weeks.
2: More what weeks. is today? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is today? All right, Mark, it back. Go to 98. Mm. Uh,
2: scrolling, scrolling, going, scrolling.
1: That ain't going to be interesting. We shall see what happens. Uh, we know as the summer goes on, people tend to tune out of all television, not just wrestling. You know, TV isn't really geared for summer. People go out and bonfires and ball games and, you know, in a non pandemic world. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's very possible that AEW beats Raw in some demos, the 18 to 49. And I, it's, I'm not going to do the whole, well, if they beat him in one hour, that's impressive. I'm talking about, I think they beat him in an overall 18 to 49 demo
2: with the three. If that's the case, do you think Raw tries to somehow retaliate? How do, you re-
1: how do you retaliate? Ran the Legends? I mean, that's, that's... Say what you want about the Legends. And I know that you guys have your complaints, and I don't. <laughs> the <laughs> highest rated Raw of the year is still Legends Night. Casuals nice. like them. And a few <laughs> diehards like myself do. Uh, we'll see what happens. Didn't one of the shows
2: recently just hit second on that yeah. list? Was it last week? It was, yeah. And
1: so the highest rated Raw of the year is still Legends Night... I want an H phone, brother. Um, I'll take an H phone <laughs> right now. I'll take an H phone mm-hmm. right now. Ow. If they sell it, I'll buy it. Name a price. So we we shall see. But right? I think it's very possible by by football season that you're seeing AW beat overall, overall, not just one hour, not like that ten o'clock hour as a big drop off. But overall, in eighteen forty nine, and then we're getting interesting. And you know what? I know this is gonna sound weird, but I kind of hope it happens. Because again, I think the retaliation is Legends Night Part Two, <laughs> and do I want more Legends Night? You're damn right I do. Uh, At least, hey, yeah. love me for being consistent.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, because that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, he, yeah, You're he, not moving yeah. roll off Mondays, so like it, it's in the brand. Get all the brand. He, all I can do is it's in the brand, brother. Call me, call Terry. Mark, can you make it?
2: That should be his first call.
1: Amen, and it should be anyway. Uh,
2: <laughs> be it my, should be anyway. Be my first call.
1: So we'll see what happens. We will keep you up to date on all the ratings, comings, and goings, because it's going to be interesting to see over the summer and as we approach football season. Uh, a few a few new news and notes to hit. Uh, MLW is coming to Vice TV. That was just announced last night. Uh, they've been on YouTube and 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 for the last uh, year or so. It might might be quite a year, maybe about the last eight or nine months. And I, I, I want your thoughts, guys. Uh, I I got to sit down with the MLW play by play man. Uh, you can check that interview out on Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your pod, podcast uh, platforms. What do you think of MLW coming to Vice TV? I'm going to start with you, McCarthy. More wrestling, but what what do you think of it?
0: I think it's smart. I think Vice TV, like when they first started Dark Side of the Ring, they weren't really sure how anything wrestling related was going to affect their viewership. Turn around, you know, what, two years now, year and a half, they see that it is their most popular show. Now, a big part of that is nostalgia. And we get to learn things about some of the darkest parts of wrestling history that some of us knew. But we didn't know the whole story. There were parts that, of Owen's death that I've known a whole bunch of, but there were still surprises in those episodes. Same with the Chris Benoit one. And they realized that wrestling really does bring viewers in. And, they, and I don't blame them for wanting a piece of that. And I think it's smart. I think it's a good idea.
1: And I think it's great for MLW. It's great expansion for them to, to get on some sort of a national platform. Uh, how about you, Napper? What are your thoughts?
2: yeah I have to agree, especially with the whole dark side of the dark side of the ring thing where they you know there is a market on their on their station for this. I think they realize that and you know is it is it gonna be highly watched maybe not, but I think because of the fact. It's good business for them because of the fact that they already have an in with the wrestling crowd because of Dark Side of the Moon or the Moon Ring. (laughs) We love you, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's why in itself it's a good move is because they already have an in with the crowd. And so people are already aware that, hey, we have wrestling content. Guess what? Now we're adding more. Um, it's different from whenever impact went to like destination America or something like that. Mm-hmm. They had never really done wrestling TV or anything wrestling related because vice TV has, I think that's going to only help them.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so let me ask you the, the magic question before we on. let me ask you two gentlemen, will you watch MLW on vice
2: TV? I'll try to. How
0: about you? Yeah, I'll try to, too. I'm not going to avoid it. Like uh, I have to see if I get the channel itself. Uh, If anything, I'll watch replays on Hulu because I know I get Dark Side of the Ring replays on Hulu.
1: So because, you know, there's been a lot of great talent that come come through MLW. MJF started out there as far as his national uh, forte. That's what got Tony Schiavone back in the business. Jacob Fatu, ladies and gentlemen, is as good as anybody in this world. Watch the world champion, Jacob Fatu. Keep an eye out on him. He signed a long-term, multi-year deal with MLW. This guy could be a star in any company, as could Hammerstone, Alex Hammerstone. MLW is truly the the gimmick is wrestling's best kept secret. It's a great product. It is. It's really, really enjoyable. Sure, they do some hokey things that I don't care for, but overall, there's a there's there's a lot I like, and you know I'm I'm tough to please, so. I think you both, both you gentlemen, and I think all wrestling fans for the most part will find something about MLW they can enjoy every single week. All right. Uh, We want to take a moment here and remind you that uh, we're on Heel Turn Wrestling, and we want you to go to Pro Wrestling Tees, type in Heel Turn Wrestling, buy some gear, buy some merch, 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 and... Check out the Facebook right here. Give us a like. Give us a share. You want to check out Big Stevie C as he hosts Healing Face Podcast each and every Sunday. You want to check out every show on Heel Turn Wrestling right here on Facebook. Go ahead and subscribe for alerts. You know, get that. Hit that. Put us in your, you know, you can hit the settings and hit it and make us see first. Make Heel Turn Wrestling see first in your newsfeed. That way you keep right up to date with everything will Turn Wrestling. You want to check it out. We have such great content on this Facebook page, including ourselves. And I think we're damn good, by the way. But there's a lot of other great, uh, great podcasters. You want to check them out. Again, Bix TVC, check him out every Sunday as he brings it to you like only he can. Much more analytical and factual and doesn't have a whole lot of like dogs in the hunt like we all do. So if you want to hear wrestling takes from a more unbiased standpoint, because we're all biased as hell, give him a watch. And just check out Heel Turn Wrestling as a whole. And again, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and check out the Heel Turn Wrestling Store. Uh, Some sweet, sweet merch there as well. All right. Put a catheter in, boys. Put a catheter in. It's time to talk about the catheter show Monday Night Raw. How was that? That was pretty good.
2: Um, I'm almost tempted to make a catheter show graphic.
1: Why not? Why not? Maybe next week.
2: Nah, maybe. Maybe. You think about it.
1: We'll talk. Oscar defeated Charlotte Flair. Flair snapped, attacked a referee, went to hell and back. Then she was after the show on Raw. Talk. She was fined and suspended indefinitely by Scrap Daddy Adam Pearce. Uh, Mister Nep here. Um,
2: here. I like it way better that way.
1: Pierre.
2: Napier, Mr. Napier,
1: uh, what do you think of all this when we just brought <laughs> her back to TV? What is going on? Walk me through what is happening with Charlotte Flair. Uh, obviously, you know, she's not really suspended and she's damn sure not really fine. but why why book this when we just brought her back to TV? Did the Walking Tall production date get moved up? What are your
2: thoughts? I think that's a good guess. Um, as far as what's going on, I don't really know. Unless they're trying to play the role of, well, we brought Charlotte back. Everybody boo her. Now we're going to take her away. And then we're going to bring her back again. Everybody's going to boo her again. Like I feel like they're almost toying with us with Charlotte Flair. Like, you hate her. Let's put her out there. Oh, you don't hate her anymore. Let's put her back out there. Like uh, maybe uh, I don't know, because I it's kind of weird because I was enjoying this new, it, I know it's not really a new Charlotte flair because she's always thought she was better than everybody else. The opportunity, right? To me though, this is a tad bit different because it feels like more of a pissed off or Charlotte, which I think is, a, is the little tweak in her character that I'm enjoying so much because now she's jaded more than I think I've ever seen her jaded. Like before she was just cocky and I'm the queen and everybody bowed down. Now it's, you know what? Screw all you. I know how damn good I am and I'm going to go out here and prove it, which is so, it's a little, it's not much, but it's a little bit farther from her character. So I was, I was kind of enjoying that. I don't know what they're going to do with this. I don't, and it's weird too, because what are they going to do for WrestleMania backlash now? Because is it going to be Asuka and Rhea again? Cause we love doing that apparently yay more storylines aren't finished uh
1: what say you jason uh what's going on
0: here maybe you can help us um 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 that's a no i don't know and i don't think they do either this this, (laughs) (laughs) because i like heel charlotte flair she's just like rick she's a passable baby face but she's a natural heel and but she keeps getting shoehorned into like heel promos but face situations this is a face thing you come back one week you lose a match you get mad at the official you get suspended by the office that's a face thing how many times did it happen to stone cold steve austin since it's the biggest example we have like it's they keep shoehorning her just let her be her and let her be a heel but her type of heel and stop trying to be like oh you're suspended because nobody cares because as peyton so eloquently put it the other evening kayfabe is dead anyway
2: so does that mean we can book charlotte versus stephanie at Summerslam? <laughs> Sure.
0: Hey, I would, sounds hey, like a I'd great idea. I'd, watch I'd
2: actually pay money to watch no, that. It's all right. I'm right. not kidding. I really John
0: would I you get a amount you know of I'd of pay my four ninety nine a, a million month to dollar watch dollar that princess. too. And watch a little bit of psych in between if I don't finish it before then.
1: You and psych.
0: I gotta tell you I love that show. I gotta
1: tell you, I'm already on
0: season four. Good
1: well, good for you.
0: All good right. job. <laughs> good <laughs> for you. I gotta tell you, I,
1: I thought that Charlotte Flair new ring gear was looking good. I said, "Hey,
2: woo!" Uh, yeah, that was weird. It's like it's not quite the same rope, but, but it kind of is. Yeah, I
1: thought the red and black kind of.
2: Yeah, it was a good look. Yeah, it
1: looked like looked like her and Shinsuke Nakamura was like, "Here, let's exchange some ideas." Uh, <laughs> they probably did. Uh, well, nope, not going there. Uh. <laughs> uh me too. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, the one thing I can say to praise this, because it is dumb, at least on paper, is the fact that none of us know what's going on is a good thing. Oh yeah. So at least that's a good thing.
2: Absolutely.
1: I have no idea what's going on. I have not a clue.
2: Yep. I have uh, even
1: our that. man Deshaun Isaac was speculating in our group chat earlier. Uh, he speculated that things aren't good between W and the Flares. I don't really buy that.
2: but I mean, between yeah, I the, them and Louis. Charlotte, maybe, but between the Flares? The yeah. Flares. No.
1: You know, the one that, you know, the, the one. You know, the guy.
2: Please. Uh, I'm sure they're doing mm. really fine. I'm, yeah.
1: But don't get me wrong. I would kill to see Flair in any company that didn't script him every week. Uh,
2: Plus, I mean, who wouldn't want to see him in AEW right now?
1: I'm going to lie to you, boys. I'd buy so many shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw my little shirt roll out t- the damn window.
2: He takes over the pinnacle, brings in Narn Anderson. Perfect.
1: And then WB could go under, and I'd be fine with it. Like As long as, <laughs> as, long, as, long as Flair can be Flair, whatever. Uh, let Flair be Flair. Be fair to Flair, in the words of the late great Bobby Heenan.
2: Uh, somebody call somebody. That's a T-shirt. I think Bobby's a student and
1: um, I don't know, but yeah. So if so, yeah, if he ever does get cut loose again, seeing him back in the NWA would be so cool. By the way, you know that old studio. God. Anywho, I'll I'll dream about that another time. Uh, Mason T Bar defeated Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman by disqualification. Mason T Bar run mask. I'm going to start here. I have to admit, the physicality of this match made this way more enjoyable. Because Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre were kicking ass. That Braun Strowman that we saw last night is championship material uh, right now. Because the physicality... I mean, they were stiffing them with those masks. They were I mean, they were hitting the hell out of them. Uh, the physicality made this enjoyable. I don't understand why Mason T-Bar or still Mason T-Bar when they unmasked him. We know that's Dio Madden with some eyeliner. And we know that's Dominic Dijakovic with some eyeliner. Um... Thoughts on the unmasking McCarthy, thoughts on
0: the match, anything? I mean, the match was all right. I guess unmasking is good for them. Maybe. I don't understand why Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman are tagging now. It's not like they have the chemistry of The Rock and Mick Foley to make this work. They, they just kind of said, okay, we need Mason T-Bar to unmask. Let's uh, let's use our most over male baby face right now and the guy we throw train sound effects in in his matches First and, all, and have Mason T-Bar unmask. Chugga chugga let's do it. Great idea. That's good
1: stuff, pal. First of all, chug a choo choo Secondly, I can tell you a little bit on this. Reportedly, the rumor, rumor innuendo here, is Vince showed up a little late to Raw for whatever reason uh, not like right on, right at show time but a little later than he usually gets there and he decided to change the whole damn script shocker because if you recall shocker by this rumor if you recall for this whole week and I was looking forward to it Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman for the first time ever was advertised remember ah, Vince gets it ah now pal so reportedly, Vince uh, showed up a little late. Decided to make a whole lot of changes, and so and reportedly it was him who decided to pull the match and put Drew McIntyre and Strowman together. Reportedly, that was made according to Uncle Dave by the man himself, Vince Kennedy McMahon. Uh, if you believe that report.
2: Oh, I believe it.
1: Um, and then other other things that he played a heavy role in. Riddle defeated. Randy Orton. Riddle. Defeated. Randy Orton. Zoom Zoom. Yeah, him. Gotta admit I like this little promo around Randy. <laughs> uh, I, was, did so. kind,
2: like, I did too. That was kinda like because they were just such polar, polar opposites. <laughs> Randy Orton is
1: always having the worst day of his life. And Riddle's always having the best day of his life.
2: Just staring at him like yeah. I wanna punt kick you so hard. Yeah. Uh he's the ca- he's the cat. Like Riddle is like, which is hilarious because off camera, I guarantee they're friends.
1: Yep, but on guarantee. Camera, I love when I love when Randy went to Adam Pearson was like, "I want a match," uh, and uh, Adam Pearson was like, "I'll work on that," and Randy was like, "Yeah, do that," and then just walked out. He goes, "Yeah, do that." And it was literally, I want to, you know, the guy I don't know his name. Like I love that Randy was like, I don't even know his name, but he needs to be taught a lesson. And then Adam's like, I'll work on it. And he goes, yeah, do that. And he just walks out. Um, I thought that was funny and, and just, just a little light humor. What would you think of the match? Are you surprised by Riddle getting the W? I'll start with you, Napper.
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised with him getting the W. Um, I feel like maybe that's their way of making up for him losing the United States Championship and still kind of trying to keep him strong. Because here's the thing. Randy Orton is not going to be hurt in any of this just by losing a match here and there. I, you know, we say this a lot about Charlotte, and it's it's definitely true. She's basically Teflon because anything that they try to do with her, it doesn't end up hurting her because you it's Charlotte freaking Flair. You just put her out there, and it's like, oh my god, it's Charlotte. It's the same thing with Randy Orton. Randy Orton is Randy Orton. Hey, he might be
1: the greatest wrestler ever. <laughs>
2: Hey, maybe, maybe, he might be. be. I I believe that. I think that's a legitimate take. Um, But like I said, it's Randy Orton. So no matter what you really put him through, it's really not going to like he was with the fiend for how many months? And it's like, all right, Randy Orton's getting a title shot or potential title shot. And we're like, all right, cool. Randy Orton probably deserves it. He's Randy Orton. He's Randy Orton. Randall, Randall Keith. Like, nobody had complaints. It was Braun Strowman. Like, why? But Randy Orton? Nobody yeah, right. cares. He's Randy
1: Orton. Uh, Mr. <clears throat> Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this uh, match? Riddle getting the W? And, and do you think it's possible I, that maybe Randy Orton's getting ready to take some time off, and that's why he put Riddle over?
0: I don't know if he's getting ready to take time off just yet, but I do know he's going to—he's trying to—he's he's being a professional. I think that's why this match happened. Like, I think Let's this is a better hand. match than what we would have gotten, um, from Braun Strowman and Randy Orton. Cause we still got a first time ever, like a legit first time ever. And it was really well done. Um, like you guys said, Randy's Randy. Like who did we get tired of in the Randy fiend feud? Uh, what Randy? Yeah. Just really? spoiler. I mean, what Randy. Randy that we got tired of? And it wasn't, you know, Bray Wyatt's fault that we got tired of the fiend that was booking. <laughs> But and really um, we didn't even get really tired of the theme, we just got
2: tired of the booking itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Give me that, but I yeah. think he's he's at the twilight stages of his full time career. Because he he's never going him. anywhere. He's always gonna be involved. But I do see in the next year or so him taking a limited schedule. And this is his way of you know, being the for lack of a better term, the undertaker in the room. Do what needs to be done to make the younger guys stars. That's a that's a high praise for what it's worth. Uh, he was
1: not at a month or two now. Uh, he was on, I believe it was that Corey Grace podcast. Can't remember after the bell. And he and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of of Randy said he would like to do this at a pretty full time level. I thought Sorry. it was broken skull sessions.
2: I, my, he's done a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> he's done a few. Because he said the same thing on both. But he liked
1: his view. He said something similar around another ten years or so, pretty full time, is what he at least alluded to with Corey Graves. And so we'll see what his future holds. Will they make it that long? I have no idea. Uh, that's hard to do. Only Jericho and Taker have pulled it off, as far as any high level. Uh, you know, Flair did as well. Like that's pretty much it. It's, it's it's a long. It's it's hard to get that thirty mm. mark. How as, long has his career been going on? I uh, debuted in what
0: uh oh three, McCarthy? Am I right about that? Oh two or oh three. It's a long time ago. It was I think it might have been 02.
1: 02. So he's still I mean he's about to crack the twenty mark. We'll see, we'll see what happens. We we'll see. I but Randy Orton, uh we didn't ever want to admit this to Styles back in the Loganity days, but Randy Orton deserves Shh. just about all the praise he gets. Um all right, Alexa Bliss, what'd you think of that Alexa's Playground segment with Lily? Boy, that got a little creepy at the end there. It got really creepy. I was like, damn
2: it, it's moving. Oh. I was like, I'm scurrying. Yeah, I'm scurrying. At first, I was like, oh, that's that's weird. No, they're just going to do that little thing they yeah. do where they have the video and it just uh, scrambles. Uh. Nope, it's a real thing. Oh, my God, the doll is alive. It's moving. It's moving. I don't know what to make of this. I really don't. And I think I like that, but I'm not entirely sure. What well,
1: sounded like, and again, what, what, what's an odd thing, is <laughs> Wendell cuts a promo when says, The Fiend's not going to be seen again as well as I'm to be. Okay, we didn't technically see The Fiend, but we had a Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse last week. Uh, so that was odd. And then Alexa goes, I'm going to go focus on the women's division. So what are we doing with Bray Wyatt? And the problem is... That's what Ben said. He said... Because yeah, we last know. week, Bray Wyatt cuts that promo for our fun right? Yeah. So it talks about a fresh start. But obviously, there was some still narrative of this story is going to continue because witches be wild. Uh,
0: and... Wow. I hope they make that a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I'd buy it. Absolutely. I would too. <laughs> uh, we'd, I'd forego I'd my t-shirt weird rule for that shirt. But none, and then Alexa pretty much cut to promo last week going, look, I got problems with him and, you know, we're going to, and then this week she cut to, Randy says the Fiend's not going to be seen again. Thanks for the bull butter. And then Alexa goes, I'm going to go focus on the women's division and no Bray Wyatt anywhere who just said, we're going to have a fresh start here on the fun house. We're going to have a fresh start. We have to, I don't know, start, but I know what happened. The billionaire showed up in the damn building a little late and went, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it. Let's change it. <sighs> McCarthy, any thoughts on Alexis playground and, the, and where Alexa Bliss is heading and what the hell is going on with Bray Wyatt?
0: I mean, it was weird and creepy, so I think they got their point across, but I have no idea what they're doing. And I'll be honest, what makes me the most nervous is this is, like, WCW stuff. Like, not the angles, but the change in stuff an hour before the show, like... That's what's always makes me nervous, and I think that's why I'm always so hard on on Vince and his booking decisions lately. It's like, dude, you're doing stuff they were doing in WCW. What are you doing right now?
1: But the problem is, the problem is, and CM Punk may have not been accurate when he cut the promo, but it's true now. He's making money in spite of him. He's making more money than ever in spite of himself. Remember promo, uh, the pipe bomb. You know, yeah. Vince is going to make money despite himself. He's making so much money, it doesn't matter. The problem was that WWE was no longer turning a profit. They were in the red. WWE is nowhere near the red. They are bleeding green like an infection. They are bleeding green. So as much as he seems to be the creative low light, and I will always say he's a creative genius, because every now and again he'll still strike something and go, whoa, the fiend is kind of proof of that. But, at, creatively I'll make no bones about it. he's at a low light the difference is unlike Bischoff and whoever was making the financial decisions Ted Turner whomever Vince hasn't lost a damn thing as far as his business mind goes because he's just getting more savvy and he's just getting more screwy well my creative sucks so those 10 people got to lose their job my shareholders are going to be happy I don't know I don't know. He is literally the mad scientist that hasn't failed yet. It's, you know, it's literally, what are you going to do? Because until it proves to be a profit issue, because people always go, you know, his shareholders could buy him out. Yes, they could. The problem is shareholders don't know the first thing about wrestling and what matters. So as long as I see, they might even question the ratings and I've heard them question it. But then they look at those profits and they go, who the hell cares about the ratings? Uh, it's, it is such a weird conundrum because creatively he's at a low light, but his business sense is as sharp as every thumbtack McFoley's ever taken. It's so weird. It's so weird. All right. Any thoughts on Damian Priest defeating The Miz and that continuing? And why the hell is Maurice back on TV? Not that I don't like looking at her.
0: And no Johnny Drip Drip. No Johnny Drip Drip. Because um, they got to split up The Miz and Johnny Drip Drip. Why it's don't time. they officially do that in a story? But they Well, just that dis- would make sense. But didn't we just have this conversation about Vince McMahon's nonsense?
1: He keeps making money.
0: I don't know. I, know, <laughs> Dude, just, I don't know. It doesn't make it...
1: It's I don't just because he's
0: making money doesn't make it any less nonsense.
1: I don't know. And the problem is neither does he, because he shows up
0: and goes, you know what, I don't
1: like it. Oh God. Any thoughts on Damon Priest defeating the Miz? Okay, nothing. Fine. Let's We're gonna have Not really We're gonna have fun the rest of this show. <sighs> the WWE product. We're going to have a little of fun here. To, we're, nah. We'll make our rebellion predictions to close the show. We're going to have a little fun here. And I get to thinking, boys, you know, the Hall of Fame is still fairly fresh in our minds. And, and we love to have hotly contested debates on who, who belongs in and who belongs out. Not necessarily McCarthy because he thinks it's all fake anyway. Um, <laughs> so I went to the trouble of, you know, I reached out to you this week. Send. And did you like my little send mm-hmm. um and i i said why don't we come up with some hall of fame picks for who we'd like to see inducted in 22. this is not my official predictions this is who i'd like to see inducted in 22 and i think deserves it would you like me to start do you want to start McCarthy, do you want to start well you don't even care
0: so wow i made my predictions Jeez. Right. so who wants to start you can start.
1: All right, we'll start with me. We shall start with my list. We will. We will did you go through the trouble of making said graphics? Uh,
2: I did.
1: Uh, well, in that case, put said graphic on thy screen. One second.
2: One second.
1: Plus, again, Buddy Mangover has won the universal championship twice! Anyway, ...the term extreme and hardcore, and forget all that, I know that that's what I love him for, but look at all the great stuff he did in Japan in the 70s and 80s. He deserves his own speech in Dallas, Texas, and probably a bunch of people hopefully next year. Terry Fund deserves it. Next, a very controversial one, the franchise Shane Douglas. Now, I know his run as Dean Douglas was a catastrophic failure due to a lot of things. Some included him and some didn't. But his run as the franchise for about four to five years there was as good as anybody in this business. And he was cutting promos better than anybody in this business. And without him, without him throwing down the NWA championship belt and saying that all those legends could kiss his derriere, would there have been an ECW? And therefore, would there have been an ECW for Vince to eventually make a profit on uh, we see Rob Van Dam go in. and Yes, I know he had a great role in WWE as well. But Rob Van Dam is an ECW guy first and foremost. I think he would agree with that. And so I think Shane Douglas deserves it. Uh, I, will that happen? Probably not. I don't think Shane and Vince are ever going to kiss and make up. Shane is, speaks his mind very, very strongly. Uh, next, the Fantastics. Uh, Tommy Rogers has passed away, but Bobby Fulton is still alive, battling throat cancer. And they had they had great great moments in the old W. CCW world class for the Bon Erics in Texas, and uh, they deserve to go in in Texas, Dallas. It makes sense. Uh, they, they're a great tag team, very underrated because of guys like the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. The Fantastics were incredible. Next, uh, for the woman next year, I think McCool Fitz again, she's from Texas, her husband would theoretically go in, and then finally. For the Warrior Award, referee Mike Chioda, he should have never got fired last year on Black Wednesday, but he did for whatever reason. He gave 30 years to that company, and then he's only done like one match with AEW and still hasn't talked badly about the company. He deserves the Warrior Award and the Hall of Fame induction for his great, great tenure and all that he's given. So that's my list. That's who I'd like to see going into the hall of fame in 2022 will those names happen probably not uh we'll see i think taker goes in probably i mean i think it's a foregone conclusion but you never know these days what do you think of my hall of fame list
2: boys i thought it was pretty good uh yeah, um, no, it's a good list we all messed up though because <laughs> we only did six you did seven that's you right. overachiever, you. No, I I agree with a major. I you know I would love to see a majority of who you picked. Um. Uh, because I want to see Undertaker, obviously. Like <laughs> I think we all do. I mean, sure. we all picked him. Uh, Terry Funk would be a good one. I think that that one's well overdeserved.
1: Like he is in he right with his brother, but I think he, with the career that he's had, uh, he's had more retirements than Brett Favre. But with the career these have, close to I think fifty years now, as an active person in the business, he deserves his own solo speech in Texas, close to the old Double Cross Ranch. He just deserves it in so many ways.
2: Um, McCool, I agree. I, it would be very interesting to see a K or not K-fabe, but you know a real life couple actually go in in the same year. I don't know if we've actually ever seen that before. That would be pretty interesting. Um, Shane Douglas, I don't think is gonna. I agree with you. I don't think that's probably oh, not, the like. Yeah, I don't think it's yes. ever happened.
1: No, he did, but he deserves a base on his ECW tenure. Yeah. He was incrimi- he was criminally underrated because of how good WWE and WCW was at the time. Those promos were
2: incredible. Scott, I, uh, I don't ever really see that one happening.
1: That's, it's that's prob- something that if he ever comes – I don't know if Bench will ever forgive Shane Douglas, but Bench would easily forgive Scott Steiner. It's Scott go, Steiner that yeah, has to yeah. – To go, all right, fine. Uh,
2: and then Kyoto. I definitely agree with Chioda. Um Have we seen a ref go in before?
1: I don't think so. Uh, the only ref I can make going into a Hall of Fame is, is – TNA did put Earl Hebner into their hall of
2: fame, yeah. and that was deserved. He's been he was there a long, long time. Well, this I think this would definitely be the same case. I, I would love to see referees start going in, yeah, because I think you know we've already established that this is not you know it has to be all wrestlers and this like, like they've put promoters in, they've obviously now with the Warrior Award put employees in, like. Let's just let this be people who were involved with the business, were a part of the business. No one else deserves it. Mean, refs especially deserve that honor, especially if they've been there for a long time. And I think Kyoto is definitely one of those guys.
1: You think about, you know, and we know this, but some people don't know just what a key part of a referee is playing a wrestling match, yeah. you know, to keep everything going. And so I think it's very important. Uh, who wants to go next to give their list, fellas? Uh, you know,
2: we've- do you want to do either one of us or do you want to go through Ryan's list? Because I have him on here, too. Uh, sure.
1: Let's do Ryan's next
2: and then, and then you guys can go yours. All right. So, whoops, let me turn that down a little bit. Looks like I peaked us a little bit. Ryan has, looks like Fit Finley, Stacy Keeler. That would be pretty Those good. Those legs. <laughs> uh, Batista, since he didn't go in this year. Undertaker, Crime Time, and then Bam Bag Bigelow. I he's have from the I have no disagreements with any of those.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't disagree. Again, Finley's given a lot to the company. He was furloughed and then brought. He's been brought back since. Uh, Keebler played a, an important role in that that Bra Divas era. Uh, Batista, of course, is going to go in. The Undertaker. We've said enough about him for a lifetime. And I'll continue to do so. Uh, Crime Time, especially they were. For about two, three years there, they were some of the most entertaining sub on Raw. And then with what Chad uh, unfortunately lost his life doing, he deserves on that alone. And the Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow, great running WWE, great running WCW, member of the triple threat in ECW with Shane Douglas. There's not a place that Bam Bam didn't make better. He deserves it very, very much so.
2: And still being recognized even to this day, um, I don't remember when it was, but Bronson Reed actually had gear yeah. that was
1: yeah, a few months ago, yeah.
2: it was tailored to Bam Bam Bigelow, so still making a big
0: impact yeah. on a lot of big guys. So Absolutely. you guys One know why big he wore Man that Nation. gear, right? Bam bam. What? You guys know why he wore that style gear, right?
1: I don't. Go ahead and go ahead and
0: Oh. well it's a callback to when he ran into that burning house and saved that child and got burns.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I I, ne- I never knew that. I never knew that. Damn! I just yeah, learned something I know. new. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm filled
0: that. with the weirdest types of pro wrestling knowledge.
1: Well, hey, uh, look, that's what we're here to teach each other. Like I said, I love Bam Bam. Uh, you know, uh, I have I have the Triple Threat logo on on my body here, and of course, the B in the Triple Threat is one Bam Bam Bigelow. So I I love uh, I love Bam Bam, and I I I I hope and pray we see a day where he gets in.
2: All right, boys, who wants to start between you two? Any meeting with Go ahead, Travis. Me? Go ahead, bro. All right. I had kind of similar ones to you guys. Mine, though, might have a couple of surprises in it. Uh Let's start off with I picked Michelle McCool as well as you did, because I think it would be pretty interesting to see a uh, couple go in together. I also picked Undertaker. I picked Batista. Same reason. You know, he didn't go in last year, so I assume he's probably going to go in this year. Crime time, same thing. Shad, you know, I'd like to see them put Shad in at some point, whether it be the Warrior Ward or as Crime Time. I think it would be interesting to see if they would be willing to do both. Crime Time go in, but Shad as an individual gets the Warrior Ward, and then my uh, interesting picks come in. Luke Harper. That's not the most interesting one, right? I know, I know. Uh, I would be very intrigued to see if they would be willing to put Luke Harper in just as a tribute to everything that he did. Um, I know the Harper character wasn't completely over, wasn't the biggest deal in WWE, but it's also not without noticing just how much he meant to people in that company and to wrestling as a whole. And then we get to the one that you're talking about, the most controversial one on this list. I had to throw it in here because I thought it would be very interesting and a great talking point. I know people may not dis- might not agree, but we've put in Eric Bischoff. We've had Cornette put in the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. I would be very, very shocked if in the next three years Jim Cornette is not inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Very, very surprised. And I you know, he's a Southern boy. I would not be surprised if in Texas Jim Cornette goes into the WWE Hall of Fame.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. He with the Midnight Express spent a lot of time down in world class working for the Von Ericks. Uh, look, say what you want about Jim Cornette. I know we all have our opinions. I tend to like him a little bit more than everybody else on this show. But again, I am a firm believer in, especially because nothing he's done. He said a lot of a lot of very very awful things that are atrocious and deplorable. But nothing he's done to me warrants not worthy of Hall of Fame induction because um, well, he's he's one of the greatest managers of all time. Again, with Midnight Express would. Would Sweet Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton uh, had got over as much without Jim Cornette? Probably not. And then he played a a very big impact on a lot of the great stars we see today, or not so much today, but certainly of of the previous era. You know, he helped John Cena in OVW, Batista in OVW, Brock Lesnar in OVW. Those Those are all Hall of Famers right there, and one might be the biggest star ever. Uh, I think Jim Cornette, despite his opinions and, and, and his hatefulness, absolutely deserves it. He's a, he's one of the greatest managers ever and his mind for the business is extremely sharp. But yeah,
0: I think he deserves it. All right. Let's move on to Jason's. Woo! Yeah! All right, so I'm going to start with someone not on my list, sorry, because... I got to compete with Logan. I think Timmy White should go in. I think he's one of the most underrated referees that there's ever been. Um, And then we'll start with my actual list. Victoria, one of the greatest wrestlers of the Diva Bra and Panties era. She really did help turn the tide away from just hot girls out there with no wrestling ability to a hot girl that wanted to be a wrestler. Then you have The Rock. I mean, how can you not put want to put The Rock in the Hall of Fame? Whether you like that he left WWE for acting or not is kind of irrelevant to the conversation. He was in some of the biggest matches and biggest moments, not only of WrestleMania, but throughout the calendar year. He's got some Absolutely. memorable moments that are Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, the I quit match with Mick Foley. He put that match up on the map made that super popular in the late 90s early 2000s one that'll never happen because Martha doesn't want it to and that's fine but I still think he deserves it his own heart he's who a lot of guys that are you know 25 30 years in the business were fans of Yeah, they liked Brett too, but Owen was always different. Owen was more flashy. He was able to combine the Japanese styles, the Canadian styles, the European styles, and the WWE American style into one all-around wrestler. And if you look at the wrestling landscape now, that's kind of what you see. He was ahead of his time. And he should be in. Um, The Undertaker's a given. I mean, who's not going to want to put The Undertaker in the Hall of Fame? One of the longest careers ever. Some of the most epic moments and matches ever. And hell, you can put him in the Hall of Fame for his professionalism alone. The New Age Outlaws? Yeah, they got in with DX. But they were also one of the most popular acts of the Attitude Era. They were loud they were crass road dog had the mic skills billy gunn would just kick your ass it was like a match made in heaven almost they were like the perfect marriage at the time until you know substance abuse both kind of derailed him for a while and then of course of course whether he's working for aew or not he is the goat and i think that chris jericho should get in next year and i think it would go a long way To Not that it matters to Tony Khan or Vince McMahon if we choose a side, but I think it would go a long way in uniting the wrestling world if a currently employed AEW star got inducted into Vince's Hall of Fame. Like I said, not that Tony or Vince probably care, but there's no reason for us to go – I'm AEW, I hate you, or I'm WWE, I hate you. And if you look on Twitter, like there's some, there's guys like us that'll watch everything, but then there's other guys that are so diehard. If you say one thing about anything, you're like the worst person in the world and we don't need that anymore. And let's just face it, he's one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time.
1: I have to agree with you. My only complaint about your class is both the rock and Undertaker deserve solo headline and inductions. Um, That's crazy. I, I, I think do it all at once. <laughs> I, I think I, I think taker deserves
2: they get five hours. they could go.
1: They can they go forever. <laughs> pal. Uh, I think Taker deserves to go in solo next year uh, for Dallas because Texas, he's from Texas. And then I think the rock, given his Hollywood ties, should go in. For WrestleMania 30, yeah, yeah, I think
2: Hollywood. I, think he is, I absolutely look.
1: I will be forever critical of him leaving and what I feel kind of leaving WWE high and dry and kind of forgetting. That's my opinion, but I will never take away from the impact and the legend that he is in the WWE and frankly now in Hollywood itself. But no one except maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin gets anything close to the pop he gets when he, when he does rarely appear, he's an icon in WWE. I'll never take that from him. And yes, he deserves a hall of fame induction yesterday. No, no question about it. I can be, I, I can separate the two. I can be critical of, like I said, what I feel is, is kind of abandonment of WWE, but that does not take away from the fact that he, at one point was the, probably for about a year or two, there was the biggest draw the company had. And before that, he was one of the top two or three draws the company had with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's just when Stone Cold cooled off for a second. Uh, about 2000, the start of the what era, Stone Cold started to cool off, and then The Rock was the biggest star for about that next two years before he left. So, no, I'll never take away from, from what The Rock accomplished despite my feelings on him leaving. So I agree with you. I just think that that's a little bit too sacked for one class because, frankly, Jericho deserves a headline.
0: No, Jericho. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just wanted to go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? I got you.
1: Well, we'll go home here in a few minutes.
0: I, I just love the picture.
2: Like I, I was kind of proud of this one, but I just love the fact that I put New Age Outlaws behind Undertaker. They just look like they just did something to him, and probably put a kick me sign on the back of his jacket. They
1: probably did. <laughs> in, in those days, he wouldn't break kayfabe, and in those days.
2: You're right, um, they probably tried uh, to, they put the kick him, kick me sign on there probably to get him a break. Uh,
1: and by the way, I, I believe, uh, for just for reference, I believe Billy Gunn and QT Marshall has been announced for Dynamite tomorrow night uh, facing Ooh. each other. So, I, if I'm not mistaken, I saw that earlier. Um, <laughs> I know that Billy Gunn is wrestling on dark tonight, probably as we speak. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of interesting. All right. That is our Hall of Fame picks for 2022. Will that happen? Probably not. We'll see, but I think all three of us have a great list. That's just something I wanted to, to have a little fun with. And to close the show out, uh, Impact Rebellion, uh, is a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, and I'm going to buy it. I am going to buy it and purchase it. And, uh, I don't know if, You guys are going to buy it or not, but I'm going to review it somehow or another on this show next week uh, because I think it deserves it. And plus, major history is getting made with Rich Swann versus Kenny Omega. I mean, that's major history. Two world champions of major promotions facing each other for those world titles. I don't like that it's happening because I think it's bad for impact, but there's no denying the history of it. All right. Let's make some rebellion predictions again. I will be buying this and I'll review it next week. If you guys are not buying it, maybe I'll just like tape a video and put it in.
0: Uh, I'll let you know if I buy it. I'm still undecided. Like I got my tickets. I I don't don't care um, if you, I don't care. Blood and guts already. I I
1: don't care if you watch it on YouTube the next day. I'm just saying if, if you guys aren't buying it, I don't want to take up an hour or like a half hour of your time or whatever. Uh, and I can just, like, tape a video and we can put it in the show next week. Um, we'll see. So let's make some predictions. Again, I, I know that we don't keep up with Impact quite as well, at least on the show. So we'll see how it all goes. But I'd like to make predictions to close this thing out. All right, tag team match for the Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. Fire and Flavor. try saying that three times, uh, facing Jordan Grace and TBD. I'm not going to ask you guys to give a shot at the TBD. I will. I think it's going to be ODB. That's my thought. Uh, she's kind of backing Impact on a loose Association. Uh, Jordan Grace's contract is coming up in, like, May. So if she's signed a new deal with Impact, I think she gets the W. But if she's going somewhere else, like AEW or WWE, then no. I'm going to say no. I think Fire and Flavor will retain. What about you, Napper?
0: You're muted, buddy.
2: Explain websites That explains so much. Uh I think it is gonna be fire and flavor, and I am gonna make a prediction on who the uh um who the T B D is. I do think OBD is a good choice. But and I know she just kinda of technically recently retired, but I would be I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they threw jazz out there with her. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. What about you, McCarthy? Who you got? I'm 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 going fire and flavor. Uh, any guesses? on? The he TV? threw some flavor on that
0: pronunciation.
1: <laughs> any guesses on the TBD? Nope. All right, buddy. Uh, eight-man <laughs> tag team match. Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack versus Violent by Design, which is Eric Young Diener, Joe Dienering, and Rhino. I'm going to go Violent by Design. I don't know that this match will take place because Eric Young is reportedly tore his ACL. We'll see if the match ends up taking place or not. But assuming it does, I'm going to go violent by design, uh, getting the W. What about you, Napper?
2: I'm going to agree with
0: that, violent by design. How about you, McCarthy? Did we all just share notes? Violent by design.
1: Again, that's if the match takes place. Eric Young has a, reportedly a torn ACL. But you could always kind of get through it for one match. Kurt Angle did that for a long time. He wrestled like a whole year at Impact with a torn ACL. Um Last man standing match, Trey Miguel versus Sammy Callahan. I think this match could really steal the show on the card. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Miguel. They're kind of using Sammy as the propped up veteran. What about
2: you, McCarthy? I'm going Sammy Callahan.
1: All right, brother. What about you, Napper?
2: I'm going to go Miguel because of the same reason you said. I think they're using Sammy Callahan as kind of a veteran right now.
1: Uh, Next, uh, two former WWE guys, Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers. Who you got, Napper?
0: I'm going to go Cardona.
1: How about you, McCarthy? Myers. I'm going to go Cardona. I I think uh, I I think he's the bigger name, and I think he's the better better choice as far as who who to win that. But we'll see if the most professional wrestler can get it done. Three match for the Impact X Division Championship. Ace Austin, of course, he will have Madman Fulton in his corner versus Josh Alexander versus TJP. I think Ace Austin's going to retain. What about you, Napper?
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe But How about you, McCarthy? I concur with you both. Ace Austin.
1: At a boy, look at you. All right. So singles match for the Impact Knockout Championship. Deonna Perrazzo versus Tonel Dashwood. Caleb with a K will be in a corner. Who you got, Napper?
2: I'm gonna go Deonna Perrazzo. I uh I don't think Daniel Dashwood Dashwood's the one to really take the title away from her right now.
1: How about you, McCarthy?
0: I agree with Travis, Deonna Perrazzo.
1: I agree with Travis as well. Uh no, Next, tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers. Who you got, Napper?
2: I mean, I would be very, very surprised if it was not the Good Brothers, given everything that's going on with Impact and AEW. Uh, How about you,
1: McCarthy?
0: I am actually going to go with Finn Juice, and Juice Robinson is going to hit Carl Anderson with the Bruise Cruise, or whatever he calls it. I'm going to go to the Good Brothers the
1: because I don't I don't think you're going to leave your... Uh, they did put the belts on them, but I don't think you're going to leave your belts on somebody that's going to spend most of the time in New Japan. I just don't think so. So I, I think the Good Brothers get it back somehow or another. All right, lastly, title versus title match for the Impact World Championship of, and the AEW World Championship. Rich Swann, of course, represent Impact versus... Uh, McCarthy's favorite wrestler kind of Kenny Omega and of course uh, (laughs) Don Callis will be in attendance as well Who do you got Mr. McCarthy
0: I mean Kenny Omega Is is there any question As much
2: as I really don't want to see this Kenny Omega I've got to go with I think
1: this is going to end in a no contest They cannot put the belt on Kenny Omega they, they simply cannot. You, you are prostituting your company if you do that. You didn't see Flair come get other people's top territory belts. They ended in a no contest, and you get out of there with a respectable match, the people go, damn, that was great. You, I don't think you can put the belt on Omega, and you can't put the AEW World Championship on Swan. My official thought is it's got to be a no contest, or else is Impact really its own company anymore? Can you understand my logic, McCarthy?
0: Oh, yeah, I totally get it. I've talked about that before. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do it. Who knows?
1: Well, like, we'll see. I think if Omega does win, for those of us that want Impact to still be its own thing, I think it's a very short run. Very short. I think it's, you know, I think you get it off and by double or nothing uh, at the latest. So, I, but I'm going to say officially no contest. We shall see. I, if there is going to be an official winner, it's probably Omega. Boy, that would really be prostituting the company. If you're impacting Don Callis and Scott Damore and empowers the B. We shall see, but one thing that the reason I'm buying this is that's what that no matter whatever happens, this is history, people. You don't see two world champions of I know impact has fallen very far, but still a major promotion versus another major promotion and two separate world titles on the line. This is history. It's not something you've seen since you know Flair's day, where he go travel around the country and take the NWA belt here. It's it's history. It's something that I think if you're a wrestling fan, you want to see. All right, let's wrap it up, Mister McCarthy. It's plug-in time. Tell him about that show you host. The uh, the flagship bruiser nation productions go
0: ahead oh the bruce Cruz podcast the only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears each and every thursday at one o'clock eastern standard time where we cover where i call matches from new japan pro wrestling and still covering the entirely ridiculously long g1 climax 30 tournament
1: absolutely yes sir anything else you <laughs> want to hype promote uh do anything mr bruce Cruz?
0: I mean, honestly, the only other thing to promote is our merch, you know, to the turnbuckle a little bit more, the Red Flag Podcast, the Perfect 10 Sports Show, and my vlog series slash game stream series slash Lego build slash cooking series, Bruise Control, which you can find links to all of them at the official Bruiser Nation Productions dot com website.
1: What say you, Napper? Any final words?
0: Uh, Just to. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you should
2: check out the red flag podcast every Monday from five to six. Had a little bit of technical difficulties this week. We're gonna fix those next week. But if you like NASCAR, you're gonna love this show. Myself, Ryan Hill, that guy over there, Mr. Logan Morris. All have fun talking all things NASCAR. It's a blast. We goof off for an hour and have a lot of fun, talk NASCAR and try to be as entertaining as any sort of big one that they have in Talladega. Talladega. Yeah.
1: Or Martinsville,
2: as we saw, game. <laughs> or Bristol uh, uh, on dirt.
1: Absolutely. Uh, with that, I'm going to it home here. And again, I think if you're a wrestling fan and you can afford to buy Rebellion, and, and that, that is a, like we're all during tight times right now. So if you can't, I get it. But you're witnessing history, and you can say this, and you can't you you can't say this about WWE. Impact needs your support. They genuinely do. They look at that roster. They're pretty thin. They need your support. Buy it. If you're interested and buy it, if you can, uh, lastly, do want to, do want to promote and say that, uh, my interview with the one and only Teddy Hart, uh, should be up next week. Getting the finishing touches added on that. And uh, I will upload that, uh, to anchor and Spotify and all those things. And it let me tell you, it was a pretty interesting conversation as you can imagine. And, uh, it, Currently uh, discussing with uh, Mr. Hart, uh, nothing official, but uh, coming on back and doing another to talk about his most uh, recent, let's call it, controversy, if you will. Uh, so uh, we'll see if that happens. I'll let you know if it does. But uh, I've gotten to know Teddy recently over the last few weeks, and he's, a, he's an interesting guy, and I think he's a little misunderstood in certain ways. Uh, but stay tuned for that official announcement. And also, uh, my interview with Nikita Koloff will be up here very shortly. Uh, so look forward to that, and as always, stay tuned for every episode of To the Turnbuckle every damn beautiful Tuesday, five to eight right here live. And when are they up on Anchor, my boy? When are they up? When are they up?
0: About Wednesday, about seven o'clock. Nice, nice, nice. With that, maybe sooner if Travis gets me the shows before midnight.
1: That's all right. That's all right. Uh, so yeah, be sure to stay tuned for uh. Teddy Hart and Nikita Koloff and I have other interviews scheduled and coming up and just something that you know more content get, gets my, helps my interviewing chops and uh, just a whole lot of fun just a whole lot of damn good fun uh, you're not gonna want to miss that conversation with Teddy Hart with that we're getting the hell out of here it's about 8 p.m. let's go watch some more wrestling we'll be back here next week and oh final words buy some merch, 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 merch,
2: merch, merch, merch. You're not doing a dance, McCarthy. Oh, sorry. Alright. One more time. Merch, 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 merch,
1: merch, Alright, we're out of here. Take care. We'll see you next week, five date And check us out on Spotify and everywhere you listen to your podcast. We outing! Bye, Loganites. Bye.